Hey everyone, Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here. Excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad, and I'm Freddie Kraft. We're fresh back from Pocono with a lot to cover. We'll talk Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain, the top two finishers being disqualified, Kyle Busch's contract negotiations, and TJ spotting for a rival at Indy Road Course. And Dale Jr. calls in for a minute. Jason, let's roll. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the six cup car, the one truck, and the six eighty Sandy car. Good and job. I did good. not read that on a piece of good, paper. Good job. I'm, I'm, I just muted. His, his Somebody muted off. me. Yeah. Um, his mic. He's not. He's suspended. Oh. 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 <laughs> well, he appealed his suspension, so it's still under appeal. It's still under appeal, so he gets to come back this week. The Maybe. Maybe. And Jason, if you want to turn his mic back on, you can. We can take a group vote. Casey, what's your vote? Test. I vote keep it off. And I count for five. What'd you say? I can't hear you. I don't I don't know my mic's back on yet. Who are you? Who are you? I I I finally. And then that's back on the year. again. Do it all show. Just that's a new mute button. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike unlike TJ Majors, I actually share the show on social media. And so last week I forgot. So I made a joke that I was indefinitely suspended by Mike Davis for not sharing the show. And people thought I was being serious. And TJ texts me and he's like, boy, you've really got these people going. Ugh. Especially uh, that one. No, <laughs> right there. on the record and he screenshotted it. I did not say, is it true? I said, what was the deal with your tweet? No, no. no. Well, you, no. Said, you said, said before I'm too the- gullible. <laughs> What was going on with your tweet? And I said, Well, who tweets that? And what Honestly. did I say? What did I say? 
Too late. <laughs> when Literally, you hit, who tweets, I've been suspended? When you hit like, send, when you're, you're already suspended. done. When you hit send, I know, you're I, done. I was going to send it to you, TJ, because I feel like you'd be nice. And then. <laughs> well, you didn't send it to me, Wait though. So don't. You can't get. You can't. I didn't have anything to do with it. So you can't Can say you that. Can you mute him? No, TJ's not suspended. Yeah. Jeez. I love how people picked up on when I text you back, bless your heart. The worst. I hate you. (laughs) Like, you can't just be nice and like... I mean, did you just meet him? (laughs) Well, I thought maybe I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Usually when he's drunk, though... Y'all do intros. We don't know who y'all are. If I catch him at a good time, he's drunk during the day and he'll be super nice. Like that one... The one text (laughs) that he said, like, oh, we should do a shirt, like... You know, Casey, Queen of DBC, like yeah. obviously drunk. So I thought maybe Queen. Well, I got news for you. He's drunk right now. So maybe you can take oh. advantage of the fact that <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I don't know what happened last night, but I'm struggling. I, Brett laughed harder than I've ever seen Brett laugh in my entire life last night <laughs> at our good friend Kyle from at Big Al's. Kyle at Big Al's is my probably fourth favorite bartender. Fourth favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Marge is my favorite. I never see her anymore. Rose is my second favorite. She's the fact hot. that you know Rose all these hot. bartenders is amazing. By name. By name. And Are you Jess surprised? is my third favorite. Jess from Big Al's. Yeah. And then Kyle's my fourth favorite. Well, Kyle has a crush on Douglas. He doesn't call him Doug. He calls him Douglas. And Kyle. Douglas. O- Kyle openly admitted last uh. night. <laughs> <laughs> that he has a crush on Douglas. Are you talking? The, uh, I don't know if he admitted he had a crush on Douglas, but he we he was about, looking forward to seeing Douglas. I could say we that talking much. about uh, what's Baldwin call him? <laughs> sperm. <laughs> <laughs> he calls him sperm. <laughs> Kyle, thank God Kyle doesn't know that. No, we don't need Kyle to know that. All right, let's <laughs> intro. Uh, but I'll tell you, I got to, I got to Big Al's last night at eleven thirty. And Kyle sits down with us. And again, Kyle's my fourth favorite bartender. So one of my favorite people. I don't have <laughs> any people in my life. And Kyle starts telling the stories. And I am crying laughing at this guy. I mean, crying. <laughs> Literally Hysteric- crying. Like, like, what kind of story? Uh, that's not <laughs> Kyle had been drinking at the pool since 12 o'clock. A lot of good stories. <laughs> Kyle wasn't working. Kyle was no, not working. No, Kyle was not working. He looked so Kyle like, went to his place of work to get. He looked like he was in the had- Tommy Bahama catalog yes. <laughs> I saw i'm gonna tweet a picture of kyle <laughs> me kyle and freddie right now um but yeah so anyway uh brett Park <laughs> you could just tweet that kyle's coming on dbc today <laughs> there's no chance kyle's alive today yeah <laughs> but if you tweet kyle's coming on dbc today they're open yeah. for interpretation yeah, yeah then we'll just say kyle we yeah. won't say who yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, like, kyle's gonna be on dbc today yeah. <laughs> oh but that won't get it tommy kyle. bahama kyle here I'll tell you one story that Kyle told us that we, I, this we can share, and this is one that made Brett laugh, cry laughing. Kyle um, has some piercings, maybe on his chest somewhere, Just and uh, that that we know about. And somehow his bracelet got caught on his one ring and ripped it out. Yeah, and he ripped his titty off. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he said, and he's trying to tell the story about how bad it was, but he's so drunk you can't help but laugh the entire time. <laughs> and Brett was 
I mean, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. But anyway, <laughs> let's start the show now. Yeah. yeah. How about I'm, on to the next I one. am still Freddie Kraft, uh, spotted for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, Landon Castle this week. <laughs> Did you ever say who the hell you were? Do we need to uh, know? I mean, for, uh, uh, well, no no introduction me. needed. So <laughs> Anyways, <on>. <laughs> hey guys, Casey Boat here. Um, I'm very excited. Jason found the mute button for... Uh, What's a button? There's T's and button. <laughs> I'm very excited. Jason knows how to mute. There's Brett. also no A in Mac B. Thank you. Jason, hello. Hey, hey Tyler Reddick, driver number eight car. Had a good run I yesterday. See you. Did you win again this week? I've seen some tweets. Car, yeah. I think I win every week at this point. So it's, you know, <laughs> is what it is. I get, I, I get tweets all the time. He did it again. And it's a picture of that 35 car in victory lane. Yeah. Best there ever was. Yeah. Best there ever is. On it. You need, where does that guy race? Somewhere like up in PA or New Jersey or something. I, I'm really thinking Jason needs to make a road trip one weekend and go watch Just this guy co- race. Film content and bring it back. Jason Schultz. Did they send, they sent a shirt Schultz. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. They sent us a shirt or send Jason a shirt. At least one guy wins. At least one. They did. They sent you a shirt. Somebody yeah. on this show wins. <laughs> At least Freddie's carrying the weight these days, finishing top 10 two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Well, I don't really a few know. More who... DQs and I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really know. Like, is it still Chase Elliott who won this morning, or has that changed oh, so yet? Far. The Oof. Golden Boy. I know. Ironic, right? Hey, he's. How many times have have we said Jimmy Johnson was lucky? You know horseshoe. what I mean. What Somebody said he had a horseshoe stuck up his yeah. ass or something. I mean, he would spin out by himself a lot and then drive back to the front. So, but. What what's the saying? Sometimes you you'd rather be lucky than good. Yep. So well, hey. besides everything we are about to talk about, which is pretty much the entire race, I want to know how y'all did this weekend. What you mean? What do you mean? I yeah, mean, you mean on track, off track. Well, the truck race was. I was exciting. at the track <laughs> the whole time. I felt like I was there. Oh my god! Saturday dude. was the longest day I've had in I feel what three years. It was like, a long day. Friday was a long day. I didn't have to do anything on Friday, so it wasn't that long. Yeah, the Arca race. I was at Woody's. Why? Drive. Why would you sign up to do an Arca race? Because a buddy of mine that, from where I grew up, Andy Jankowiak. He um, who? Yeah, Andy J. He, listen, dude, this no, dude wears a bandana. Jankowiak. We just call him Jay from here on out. Yes. <laughs> you're, um, you're asking TJ, but the guy, other guy next to you, spots for pretty much like everything. Not possible. Arca. I mean, for now. Yeah. Well, we got. Caught up in that in a, in a wreck, so I actually got out of there before they called the race for darkness, um, which happened. Let's so. talk about that for a second. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting. That so, was on my list. So please, please. Let's start. How long is a lap around? Um, it's a minute. Pin it. Uh, pin uh, it fit, poking up. Mid fifties. Yeah, it's, it's a it's minute. a minute. Essentially a minute. Mid-50. It's a minute and a half for some of them idiots. So the race <laughs> is gonna go. Yes, the race is gonna go green at six forty-five. I believe it was. It started. And it's 80 laps, so that's 80 minutes. That's longer than the truck race. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's 20 laps longer. Well, not really. By the time they got done with it, it was about the same. But uh, <laughs> you got 80 minutes uh, eighty minutes of, of just green flag time. If the race goes green to checker, that's 80 minutes, which you know it's not because I think they had at least one planned stage break. I don't know. Did they have two? Yeah, uh, 30. 30. So it was just one, right? No, it was two. It was two? 30 and 60. Okay, so that's another 15, 20 minutes. So now you're at 9 o'clock, I would say. <laughs> like, who who dreamt this well, idea? Darkness, they, they, it's like, I think sundown was like little, like eight, eight teens, like something. Yeah, like I don't, 8.20-ish. Yeah, it wasn't late, so. 
I mean, I don't like whoever drew that plan up. Great idea. Like, yeah, that's not you, you're you're banking on. And, you know, the Arca race is going to have a red flag. They don't they cannot help themselves. That, and it's usually going to have an oil down at some <laughs> yeah. point. Um, it's just. Yeah, that didn't. That was when really I saw the plan. start of that race, I was like, uh, that's a little. And the the best part about it was, did you see the rain plan? Yes. 10 o'clock Sunday morning or 10 it was going to be in Sunday morning. So Arca guys were going to stay. Yeah, two nights. Two days, yeah. Yeah, go and find hotel Pocono rooms, guys. has some sort of mist, like at least. Well, they had a torrential downpour on Friday. Oh. But Our, thankfully, it was early yes. enough to where they still got to start. It stormed. Like, I, there was a tornado watch or something yeah, it was, that they, came across. They cleared the grandstands for a tornado watch. Yeah, so. But that was a good plan. I thought that was a good plan. Arca race was exciting. I saw another car that was 70 miles an hour off the pace get in front of the leaders and in the tunnel turn and cost the guy the lead. So that would make me very angry. What, what tremendously though, a great weekend of racing, like across the board, outside of Arca, everything the, else was the finish phenomenal. of the Xfinity race was incredible. Like double headed Iowa for Andy Carr. F1 race was crazy with Ferrari throwing it away. And then obviously I don't know that I've ever seen two races, Xfinity cup races at Pocono better than what we saw this weekend. I don't think Ferrari threw it away. They were both good. Well, I mean, they kind of did. Wow, the guy's wrecked. Leclerc threw it away. He wrecked. Exactly. <laughs> threw it away. Yeah, Ferrari didn't throw it away. Ferrari screwed up the one guy. It was uh, a calculated signs. risk, and he miscalculated. Um, but no, the the <laughs> end of the Xfinity, like credit to those two guys. I feel like we've given both of these guys some grief on the show. We have. Through the years. And Noah and Ty Gibbs put on a show, that last lap, and... And Noah, the move he made into to the tunnel turn on the last lap was wrecker or checker. Um, oh, the, it was either going to stick or yeah. yeah. Like he's either he's yeah. going to get down on him, he's going to wreck, or he's going to win. And and credit to him. He made it stick. He won the race. And at the same time, credit to Ty because Ty kind of drove in there and it seemed like I, we've talked about Ty maturing on this show for the last couple of weeks, and I think Ty Gibbs of 2020 or 21 probably sends it in there just as hard as Noah, and they probably both wreck off the tunnel turn. I mean, it could be even early 2022, Ty, because yeah. he was doing everything uh, this year. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, yeah, you're giving, you're so, you know, far. credit to him for not, you know, he was, in the, he was in a vulnerable position getting into the tunnel there. Noah kind of had control of what each of those cars was going to do. And if Ty wanted to ship it in there, they would have wrecked. They Ty, I don't think at that point really had much of a chance at winning. And he was either he was going to wreck or finish second. And to his credit, he he did the smarter thing and, and didn't wreck his race car and came home second. Because if if he wrecks right there, then it's just back right back to oh this kid don't give a shit about nobody. He's uh-huh. just going to run everybody yeah. over. So his he raced as hard as he could. And his post race interview was great too. And and I mean. I have to say I was very impressed with him yesterday making his first Cup Series start, too. I think Two, two great race car drivers. Yeah. I mean, Noah Gragson and Ty Gibbs both belong in the Cup Series. And I, I say know, Noah's last name. Which one? Oh, no, it's uh, Gregson. It's Gregson. Mother <laughs> I've already messed it up. Well, I'm going to say Gregson. But Noah, like Noah's one of those personalities that we need in Cup. I mean, outside of Kyle Busch, there's not like this big personality. And Noah could 100% get to the cup series and be that if you run well enough to be that you can't show like- up and run 20th but ty i mean we all know how good ty gibbs is he's won a lot of races in xfinity thrown to the wolves this oh. weekend he found out on saturday night at 11 o'clock that he was running the cup race on sunday that's when he found out so it's not like between 11 o'clock and 14 hours later 
you're going to make some great gains as a race car driver to be ready to make your cup debut in a car A, you've never sat in, raced in. The seat doesn't fit. The pedals aren't for your height. I mean, he showed up with a car that wasn't built for him. And that's I think hard. you found out a little earlier than that. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock on Saturday night. He was at the oh, sim. Oh, Saturday night. I thought yeah, you, he was at the okay, sim yeah. at, at yeah. He didn't find out at 11 o'clock on no, Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, the race yeah. was I over. thought you said Sunday morning. My he God. didn't go to the sim. He was at his own sim. He was making laps on it. He didn't go to Toyota sim. You can't. You don't have time to do much of nothing. I mean, right. you raced all day. It was hot. I mean, Noah puked and rallied That's after his win. We he gotta, pukes, and we, then he shotguns he, a beer. He's is a puker. That, is that? Kudos like, but to that's him. That's normal. That's like every race, I feel like, It for is Noah. for him. I don't know why that is, but it is. He doesn't like beer. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Maybe he should be switching the White Claws in victory lane then. Maybe. But Ty Gibbs, shout out to him. I mean, look, he, it was very obvious when the race started he was uncomfortable. It was very obvious that he was lost. They were pitting. They pit every yellow. Every time they got a chance, they were on pit road. They probably were trying to get the guy not to fall out of the seat, literally, physically. But he struggled. I mean, he was literally the only car he was out running was Cole Custer. Bless that guy's heart. And the BJ McLeod and Rick Ware cars. That's the only thing Ty Gibbs outran the first half of the race. Once it looked <laughs> like he got comfortable, he got a little bit of track position he came to life, and listen to me, there's no reason Ty Gibbs should be running last night race. If he's comfortable, there's no chance he was comfortable. But once he was kind of, you know, in, in the seat and had been in the race long enough to realize, all right, this is what I've got, he comes out for an 18th place debut, yeah, which is pretty phenomenal there. 16. Technically 16th Was it 16th? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he finished, yeah. 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 He finished he 18th, but he's rewarded with 16th. Uh, very... Um, very uh, solid day for him. First yeah. cup start. Place he was like gonna he too. was gonna run fifteenth, and he he got loose off of turn one, and and allowed two guys to catch him, and then they got around him on the last well, lap I mean, or so. I can't but, really say that. Maybe them other guys got loose before him. <laughs> but like he, you know, <laughs> so he was he it was a he solid did, day. He did really everything he's supposed to do. Like don't yeah. like really don't nobody knew you were out there. Essentially, you know, kind of like what we say about everybody. Just quiet day. Very similar to um, Zane when Zane filled in for the yeah. seventeen. I think Zane Zane, had a, Zane had a good finished right around the same spot. I think he was like sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah, also, I think he was too. Um, so that's that's two guys that are probably you know they deserve to be in the Cup Series, and they showed you yeah. when they come out there that they can do stuff like that. This is something you don't think about a lot as an owner um, I mean even if you look at us as spotters right we don't have replacements that are ready to go if something happens in another sport there's somebody there to come off the bench to take your spot but when you look at Kurt Busch you know obviously he he failed concussion protocol um, there's not, it's not I mean who are you going to pick from John Hunter Nemechek Ty Gibbs Brandon Jones. Where do you go after that? Like, Brandon mean, Jones wrecks every week. I wouldn't pick that guy. <laughs> no, I mean, it was essentially, there was a rumor. So this, listen, this hurt, this hit by Kurt was, is not the biggest hit we've ever seen, no, obviously. No. Um, but Kurt has had at least three massive hits this year. You know, he had a big hit at Bristol earlier in the year. Um, he followed that up like the week after with a big hit at Talladega at the start finish line at the end of the race. And then just a couple weeks ago in Atlanta, he was the he was the wall for Corey LaJoy. When Corey got turned back across, he took a massive hit there. The first Atlanta, he ranked hard. <clears throat> and there, yeah, yeah, there. And then there was some rumors after Atlanta that John Hunter might have to fill in because of, you know you just well, it wasn't feeling great. It was a hard hit. So you know when when I heard the news Saturday morning, I had heard Kurt was out and uh, Sunday morning, and then um, I assumed it was going to be John Hunter. I saw John Hunter in the in the trailer on Sunday morning. Um, and then, uh, then they said and announced it was going to be Ty. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
But, uh, yeah, so that was, you know, John Hunter was there ready to go in case I guess Ty was having to fly back because he was here at home. Yeah. So he was having to fly back. So I guess John Hunter was there for security for Ty if Ty didn't make it back Sunday morning. Uh, but, yeah, so they that, those are the guys they're choosing from. It was either going to be John Hunter or Ty. This is the other piece of the concussion deal. And listen to me when I say this. Health before competition, right? Health before competition. I would rather see a guy have the rest of his life to be healthy than to risk it to go run a race that he's not – physically or mentally or emotionally or whatever capable of doing. And we listen to me. I have seen these guys in physical shape to where they didn't need to race. And guess what they did? They still raced. I know drivers that ran races that they literally do not remember running because of hits that happened on Friday or Saturday. I know guys that raced on Sunday that were out to lunch on Monday and fell out of the booth in the restaurant. All right. That was a long time ago. Now we have a lot of concussion protocols, but there was a lot of talk amongst the drivers about Kurt because there was a different doctor doing his concussion tests. And according to the drivers that I spoke to, and this is not just one driver, it's multiple drivers, the, the tests were different. So now there's a lot of talk amongst the drivers because you know, when this thing first came about, the baseline testing and the, you know, you've been in a, you're out there competing, your heart rate's 150 beats a minute, you're in a massive wreck, you have a headache from the wreck, you roll into the care center, you're pissed off, and the first thing a doctor does after he checks your vitals is puts a test in front of you, and you got to pass this test. You got to do all these things to say, okay, I'm mentally astute to be okay. Well, the first thing that Clint was worried about, and I'll call him out by name, Clint Boyer's worried about was, Hey, I'm mad. What gives me the right to be able to focus right now and pass all these tests? So what the drivers are talking about yesterday was, hey, what are these new tests? And is there a baseline for these new tests? So those guys were a little bit freaked out in terms of what if I don't what if I'm in a wreck and I'm simply mad and I don't get cleared? Why was why was it a different doctor? I don't know. I can't speak to that. You know, obviously, I wasn't in the care center or wherever that Kurt was evaluated. Um, but it was a different doctor than what they typically see. So there is some concern there on a driver's standpoint. And I think to your point, too, like talking about, you know, taking your health into, you know, putting your health as a priority. You know, when you, when you, as we've seen throughout the years in all kinds of sports, when you get a concussion, it's a lot easier to get another concussion. You know, it seems like I had a Timmy Salamito's a kid that I work with in the modified series. And he had a big wreck at the Atlantic City indoor race, and he got a concussion. I mean, he had a severe concussion. And then he he sat out a little while, came back, raced probably, I don't know, four or five months later, and just kind of, you know, he had a pretty hard hit to the wall at Thompson, but not didn't look like it was overly, you know, something you'd be like, oh, wow, that was big. Another concussion. Like, so it's like once you, like if you don't give yourself the proper time to rest and heal up, it's going to continue to happen. And who knows if he maybe had a concussion and it went overlooked earlier in the year. And now this, you know, smaller hit just kind of triggers it again. Uh, but hopefully they take the time and get him right. You know, what, what's kind of tough for Kurt is he's right there in that bubble of one win guys that kind of are defending their spots. It's like him, Briscoe, uh, Suarez, Sindrick. Nobody really wants to be that last guy in points with one win because if a couple guys, you know, go and, and pop some wins off here, then you're out all of a sudden out of the playoffs. Well, just imagine yesterday, right? If you're Tyler Reddick, you finished fourth in this race when you crossed our finish line. You were racing for the win against Chase Elliott. You didn't know it. Look at Bubba Wallace. This guy ran top four all day. Look at Kevin Harvick. He was running fourth when he got wrecked. Those guys with this disqualification could have been your 15th winner. 
Yeah, and and like another point to that, we were talking about how exciting uh, Daytona is going to be as the last race. All these guys, the Bubba Wallaces, the Eric Jones, anybody kind of behind Blaney in points, like you, you're cheering just as hard to not see more winners because if we, if there's 16 winners when we get to Daytona, it does us no good to win a race. Like it does, we'd we'd be we'd win, but we'd never get in the playoffs because we're so low in points. Our other guy, Eric Jones, whoever else, you know, if there's 16 winners when we go to Daytona, essentially all the guys without a win are out unless it's, you know, Blaney or somebody goes and wins. How but, many laps you think Chase Elliott won yesterday, Casey? How many laps you think he led en route none. to his victory? None. None. When does that ever happen? Knew that. That's a. Yeah. <laughs> I seen a funny yeah. tweet last night. Somebody said the last the last lap Chase Elliott led was at Sharon Motor Speedway on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, it's that Chase stash. That mustache he's rocking's working. Oh, wow. I was, uh, I'm really just, you know, I know we'll probably talk about, oh, uh, wait, I just wait a minute. <laughs> well, wait, that's so, so back to Kurt quickly, as far as next steps go with the concussion protocol, has he, will he continue to be tested until uh, up, he, leading up to Indy? Yeah, or? he's got to get cleared. He, you know, I'm sure, you know, I would hope, hopefully, hopefully he's smart enough to, to not force the issue, but I don't think a doctor will just clear him anyway. So he's got to, he'll go through the protocol this week of whatever it is to, to go back and see the doctor, take those tests. And essentially what they do is a baseline test before the season starts of, you know, not when you're fine because you how do you think you do on that test terrible (laughs) i heard a driver i'm not gonna name any names there's a driver out there that they did this baseline test in december whatever january february before the season starts they do it before the season starts because they know or hope you haven't hit your head recently um and the driver did the baseline test and then he had a big wreck somewhere and he was like i am i am concussed he's like but somehow I got a better score on the test this time than I did in February, so they're not going to kick me out, I guess. <laughs> and but that goes back to the drivers taking care of themselves at the same time. Like the guy knew he had a concussion, but he's like, well, "I'm going to keep racing. I have to." So I mean, concussions are they got to be common around here because your brain is bouncing off of your skull when you hit a wall at 150, 180, 190 miles an hour. How can you not have Chad, a freaking brain yeah. bounce Chad off your skull? Chad had a huge wreck, like wrecked. 15 times into like a light pole or something. He was, I mean, noticeably different, like for at least two weeks after. And he couldn't race. He was supposed to make his Indy Lights debut. And he knew like constant headaches. Light was sensitive. Like, you know, a lot of times if you have a concussion and like it is up to the drivers too, because to your point, like those tests can be, I mean, you can feel that test sober, ready but or or do better when you're drunk you don't know yeah i mean i saw i flew home with david rudiman after his really bad wreck in fontana Uh, i remember reed Sorensen on the team plane after he wrecked somewhere really flew back with casey after poking um yeah yeah yeah. they replayed that during the race too i mean it's just you know obviously i flew home with elliot a ton like there were points and times where you knew that those guys weren't they weren't okay but guess what they did they strapped in the car every week that's why i'm saying I'm a huge fan of this because of health before competition. Kurt's not a young duckling out there. I mean, he's 40, what, five? How old's Kurt uh, Busch? Uh, yeah, I would yeah, say maybe. he's 40. Yeah. I mean, I'm 47, 45. and he got here when I was in my low 20s. So, I mean, he's got to be around my age. Like, man, that guy – and these guys have this terrible disease. Me and Freddie talk about this. If you're Casey Kane, why are you still racing? You, 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 you had a concussion – you came back and you 
raced. You won. You, your body got to the point that it wouldn't cool itself down. Um, and then you you mess up your artery in your neck. What's that artery? That main artery in your neck. He damn near killed himself there. Sciatic nerve? I don't know. That's in your ass. <laughs> it's not in your neck. It's carotid artery or something. Carotid. Carotid artery. That one. Yeah. I can't say I, that I word. Say it. But like this guy. <laughs> God. I mean, I, I, I literally, I told Casey this. Why are you still racing? Like why? It's a terrible disease. They cannot quit. I just I'm I'm glad that somebody I'm glad that NASCAR has us in a position. And look, it sucks, man. Kurt's got all these sponsors. He's got the playoffs on the line. He's got all these things that he's racing for. But your health still matters over competition. And it's hard when you're a driver because you think all that matters in my world is putting this helmet on on Sunday. It's not all that matters. Yeah, I uh, 43. Oh, so he's yeah, man. A little younger. He's got a several years left. And that's, this is the weird thing, too. And this sucks because obviously him retiring has now come up. They've signed Tyler Reddick. How much longer are you going to race? That's out there. Kirk kind of started talking about it in the last week. And then this freaking happens. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad, uh, you know, that the right steps were taken to keep him safe. Um, Freddie, how did you do in the truck race? Uh, I forget eighth, ninth, something like that. Seventh, eighth. He was battling for that last playoff spot. Yeah, we kind of ran our race trying to trying to beat Crafton in points, and then we had a flip mid race because we weren't going to beat him in points and try to race for the win a little bit. But we didn't. We had a pretty quiet, um, quiet day. We had a pretty. Cool you were what in the hell were you guys doing out there? When the whole race? How'd you get lapped at What'd Pocono you, with two flat tires? Jesus. And we so, and then you almost wrecked the leaders when you when they were that's lapping. That's because it that went down into one, right? Like, isn't that how Bad timing? Isn't that how it like doesn't it seem to work like that? Like we're just all right, stay low out of the way, and then it just takes off, and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Um but yeah, so we get we got in a little bit of a wreck earlier with Todd Bodine. Oh, um, oh yeah. So you want to talk about that? At all? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I watched well, TJ Todd's last start went out with a bang. Thanks to TJ. 800 <laughs> starts Eight, yeah, for eight. the ball headed Q ball headed fool or whatever his nickname was. Uh, Still and then like TJ it. ended his career. Ended TJ. it. They said he might run one more. Yeah, now, I though, bet he so. will. He's probably coming for you. Probably. So <laughs> you can write the spot for him. We're, uh, you know, at Pocono, you go into one, they're, you don't know how many wide they are till they get to the basically the middle of the corner almost, yeah. or you know, or till they're aimed the other way. If you're ever listening to a radio and you hear a spotter say "hold your line," it <laughs> you means we know. have no f-ing idea yeah. what to tell. Let me tell you something. If you listen to a radio at Pocono and you hear a spotter spotting into turn one, he's they lying. are lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's lying. So we turn off in there and we're too wide entering the corner. And the guy in front of us slides up. There's already a guy inside. Todd drives through the middle of us. So we get to four wide and Haley's trying driving off the, the guy on the outside in front of her and they're too wide. So it just ran out of room and he was at our door on the inside and just it spun him. So, but uh, you know, just Pocono stuff, whatever. It's not like she was like, oh, there he is. I'm going to hit him. No, like Pocono was packed. Oh yeah. Well, that get to infield, that too. That infield was packed. You got to hear this. So I'm listening to Todd's interview and he totally, he destroyed her at Texas on the last lap. I remember said, that. And then he's like, I didn't wreck her at Texas. W- w- what did you do? Because we were on the, did you, did you see it? I remember you tell me. I didn't, I, yeah. Literally, we're just running the second lane in the grip and he goes into one and just drives up and enters that lane as well and carries us both to the wall. So the truck needs a front, a right side and a rear. And he wrecked you. I remember I seen, that. I seen somebody do that yesterday. Yeah. Well, I'm team Haley anyway. So listen, he says he doesn't wreck her there. And then, 
he talks about her saying, you just need to know when to lift and not put yourself in a bad spot. He was behind us entering turn one and decided to drive three wide. I'm wondering who entered the bad spot right here. It was like, Haley, clearly. Todd said so. Are you, like, how do you preach, say, to do that? Then you're, you're the one forcing the issue here. Like, are you jumping ahead to what an idiot? I mean, do you want to do it now? Yeah. Is, is this your what an idiot for the week? <laughs> I feel sure. Like I didn't even think about that, but yeah, too. I'll give it to him. How do you, you just contradict, like, you got to know when to lift, but I'm going to drive three wide into one. And when we wreck, it's on you, not me. Good job. And I didn't wreck you at Texas. Which What's never the driver's did. fault. You know that. You absolutely went from the bottom to the, the grip strip in Texas and all the way to the wall in our left door. That's wrecking you. Good job. Okay, keep going. I'd like to thank Bojangles for the delicious biscuit that we Me had this too. morning. That was lifesaver. I was late this morning. I went to get mine on the way out. <laughs> Casey ate was, it. You ate my biscuit? Sorry, not sorry. I wonder if Casey's been reading... Oh God! Oh, here. <laughs> been reading weird novels because she's wearing this. All right, anyways, choker. she's wearing let's, this. Let's <laughs> move on. Do they uh, still call that thing a choker? Around let's hear a little bit more what is about that? our incredible no, presenting sponsor, Offerpad. Hey, when it comes to buying or selling your home, there's only one place to do it at, and that's with our friends at Offerpad. They provide an easy home selling experience unlike anything you've experienced before. It does not take much to get started, Freddie. Simply log on to OfferPad.com and fill out the five-minute form about your home and your big-ass couch. <laughs> he does have a big-ass couch. You answer some other basic questions about your home, submit it to OfferPad, and their real estate experts will get to work. OfferPad will send you a cash offer to your inbox within 24 hours. Then you have full control on your next move. If you take that cash offer, OfferPad provides lots of perks. You can sell without listing. There are no showings. You pick your own closing day and the option for a free local move. That quick cash offer and those perks make it a no-brainer when it comes to selling your home. Do it and do it with OfferPad. We're heading to race in Indianapolis this weekend where OfferPad has a market. If you live in the area or want to make a move, or if you live elsewhere and want to make a move to Indy, use OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. All right. First topic in spot on, spot off. Ross Chastain wrecks after Denny Hamlin side. Wait. What do you think about them lights? Now you screwed me. Brett I did not I screw you. you. Look at those lie. lights. What do we call those lights? Spot on, spot off. <laughs> Ross Chastain wrecks after racing Denny Hamlin side by side for the lead on a late restart. RIP to my DBC picks. Thanks, Denny. Spot on, spot off. Brett. I think that Ross is wearing the same shirt you're wearing and he's got a choker on because I didn't see anywhere in this replay and I wasn't watching this live because I was running for 50th in the back of this cup race, but I didn't see anywhere in this replay where Denny wrecked or sent Ross Chastain into the wall. I saw a replay where Denny ran him high 
I saw a replay where Ross drove into the wall. I don't know how you credit Denny Hamlin with this wreck. Like TV, I, Mar- Marty Schneider, who I think is an awesome guy. Denny, are you even with Ross? No, you're not even. He wrecked you twice. You ain't wrecked him yet based on the replay I saw. But look, I mean, I'm spot on for for the racing. They're, they're racing really hard for the lead. Did, did Denny run him higher than he would have ran a teammate? 100%. Did Denny run him in the fence? 100% not. I mean, props to Denny's <sighs> response. Freddie, what do you think? The, I, I mean, Denny's so great. Blah, Denny's, blah, blah, bleh, yeah. Blah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, That's no, no, why. No. Um, listen, kind of to Brett's point, I mean, they made slight contact at entry of the corner. Super. Slight. And then Denny was going. To, Denny was, I'm sure, of the mindset that I am going to run Ross out of room and he's going to have to lift or wreck. And Ross decided to wreck, apparently. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, you kind of have to see that coming, especially the guy that's next to you. You know, has made it very obvious, and maybe, you know, more so in the driver chat than anywhere else, that he is going to wreck the one car at some point, and, or at least threatening to wreck the one car. So if you're even with this guy through turn one, and he starts coming up, Good chances he's not going to leave you enough room if, if he doesn't want to. And uh, that's kind of what it looked like to me. It didn't look like a blatant door slam into the wall or nothing like that. It was just Denny saying, I'm going to run you out of race, racetrack. And if you want to stay out there and wreck, be my guest. But this is what this is where we're going. And then Ross stayed in the throttle and, and kind of drove straight in the fence on exit of one and wiped out the four and a couple. And I don't think he got anybody else, but uh, that, that didn't, I mean, Christopher hit the wall. I think Danny, I think Christopher didn't get the fence. Um, that hurt your feelings. <laughs> um, TJ spot on, spot off. <laughs> I'm, I got multiple issues right here. <laughs> multiple. You, you can say that again. I have multiple things about this. Let's hear it. Why are you so nice about it? Why Danny, why are you so nice? I mean, that was like yeah. as, as gracious as you could be. Like, Look, I'm really, you're just going to lift or you're going to hit the wall. I mean, that was so nice of him to be like that. I mean, he could have wrecked him straight <laughs> He could have just door slammed yes. him straight in the fence and been done with yes. it. Yes, <laughs> so it was very nice. But then he still finishes higher than you. <laughs> That's a real <laughs> So, Like, what a perfect storyline for Danny. It just gets and then, ruined. <laughs> then it just totally erases everything. <laughs> but I did think it was... Uh, I mean, if it, that was the the nicest payback that you could give somebody, I mean, it was he literally just said, "Look, you're you're just you're gonna lift or you're gonna hit the wall. I'm not really gonna wreck you, but I'm gonna put you in a position to basically give me the lead or you're gonna wreck." And and he did a great job at that, which which is um, I was expecting more fireworks out of it than that, but you know, I think uh, I think Denny got a point across and showed us how much. You know, Ross had a choice to make right there, and he could have lifted and probably finished top five in that race still. Only thing Ross has done wrong all year is pissed off a bunch of people. He's got A.J. Allmendinger mad at him. He's got Joy Logano mad at him. He's got Denny Hamlin mad at him. I'm sure I could keep going. So think about this. But when you look at Ross Chastain, he is, A, the biggest surprise of the year. B, he's sitting going into the race on two wins. That's 10 playoff points. Second in points. There's 10 more playoff points. Like he's sitting there pretty much locked in to going to round three of this playoff based on how many playoff points he is and how fast he is. So so we've got a guy who came out of nowhere, in my mind, into this Cup Series. A, he can drive. B, he's a guy, having worked with him on the sponsorship side, he will do 
everything a sponsor asks him to do. If you call him today and say, Ross, man, we need you to drive to Florida. It's seven hours and do a 15-minute autograph session. He'll literally feel like he's got to tell you yes. You don't get that out of these guys at the Cup Series Very much Very soft-spoken. Like, so, so he, very humble guy. Yeah. Um, hard-working, blue-collar guy. His family's... And when he's got to wreck you to win, guess what? He'll do it. Like, he's like a Dale Earnhardt nice guy. Dale Earnhardt yeah. was not a nice guy on a racetrack. Dale Earnhardt, if you listen to the Ty Norris and Dale Jr. podcast... You don't even know if Dale Jr. is a nice guy, period. I mean, Dale Earnhardt's a nice guy, period. When you're kicking Ty Norris in the knee when you know you got a torn ACL. I mean, like he's a – Dale Earnhardt's a tough son of I don't think Ross is that guy. But but on the racetrack, he drives a lot like Dale Earnhardt did. And yesterday, Denny made him his Jeez, dang. He did. But Ross wrecked himself. What I was going to say there is think about this. Ross lets him go. Denny goes and wins the race. Ross finishes second. Ross wins. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to know when to hold them. Yes, you got to know when to be smart, and that's the, this is the part that Ross hasn't that I don't think has figured all the way out yet. You know, and I love watching him race. He's, ex- I mean, we, I mean, we saw this with Ross firsthand in the ten car colleague. You know, he had speed to run probably top three every race, but when you sometimes try to take a top three car and win with it, you wreck, you wreck and end up in the fence. And there's a lot, he he should have been a shoe in for the final four that year and just compounded mistake after mistake in the first round yeah. of the playoffs and, and didn't and it's make still it happening. Yeah. And, and you just you, like you, he's got plenty of speed. He's got all the talent in the world. He just has Cars to are fast, put it together. Man. Yeah. Super oh, fast. God. I'll tell you what else about him. You know, obviously you guys haven't been around him as much as I have. When he puts a helmet on, he goes out there and races. And when the race is over, if you ask him about something, he doesn't always know what you're talking about. He is so caught up in that go fast, this particular lap, get us all I can get, 110%. Then when you're like, hey, man, Ross, you know, this, 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 nap, and he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he literally blinders on, which which is uh, a good thing. You know what this all comes down to? The damn leprechaun. The leprechaun. (laughs) The life of a leprechaun. Spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch are DQ'd after finishing first and second in Sunday's cup race. TJ. Uh, I mean, if they don't have legal cars, I'm fine with... uh, This is the first time we've had somebody get DQ'd this quick, right? A winner, yeah. Yeah, a winner. So In my lifetime, we've never had a winner DQ'd. I think it's been like 60 years or something. Spot on for that because... We've it was always 1960. I think that's the stat I saw. We don't like uh, it's big news, and if you don't pass, I wish it was a little earlier, um, because the other guy's probably on the plane already home. Figures out he won. He's already won. He's won the race now. But um, you know, spot on for handling it quick. So I don't know um, how deep you want to. Me and TJ were on this <clears throat> show five years ago, and we were screaming about guys oh. winning races. And being illegal, and NASCAR finding them ten grand and taking away ten yeah. points, but they got the trophy. They kissed the girl. We were jumping up and down here screaming, going, "You cannot let illegal guys win in today's world because there's so many ways to cheat." And obviously, the NASCAR officials found something after the race underneath the wrap of the race car that they didn't like. Yes. So for me, this precedent was sent was. Um, set at the beginning of the year when you modify parts of the car for an advantage. Which your driver's team was 
accused of doing. Which we were accused of doing. Just in my opinion, this precedent was set in the beginning of the year. So I'm interested in seeing what happens this week. With the and what did they hit you with when you did that? Well, they didn't hit me with anything. But um, what did they hit your team with? Hundred points. Uh, oh, suspensions. Hundred points. Hundred grand. Was it hundred grand? Uh, I know it was a hundred points. I don't remember. I think it was a hundred grand. I too. think it was too. Did they? Do you think? First of all, in 1960, I was minus 15 years old. That's a long time not to kick anybody mm, out for that's a win. A, that is very. They long didn't time. just disqualify first place. They also disqualified second place. Yeah. Do you think that they should fine and uphold the same penalties with Denny and Kyle that they did with you? Uh, I mean, if they're modifying parts of the car for an advantage, is what they said. We were fixing a part that we didn't have any more to put on, and the to from what I've read, this is he said it was an added part for an aero advantage, right? That's what I. It was. It was. It was a material. It was. It was a piece of tape. It was. It was material. Added material for an advantage somewhere. Was it tape or what was it? Was, it? it was tape. It not was a, a lot. Not a lot of material you can add under a wrap. So well, like you, could, you could add Bondo. It. You could add stuff. Yeah, I was say, so was what, what these teams, here's what the teams do. Like these teams have sharp edges on their car, let's call it, you know, and the, that, the more you can soften that edge on the body, the better the air flows over that certain part of the body. And essentially, I mean, not going into too much detail, they essentially got disqualified for a, I don't know, three inch piece of tape on the nose yesterday under the wrap. Three inch thick. Or no, three, three inches, inches long. long. I mean, it's the thickness. It's heavy tape. It's called. They call it helicopter tape. Um, it's a. It's a heavier duty tape. Um, but you know, you know, we've seen people say, "Oh, I can't believe they didn't catch up before the race." Well, they're not tearing wraps off before the yeah, race. You're not so, do that. so, so that's why it wasn't you know seen beforehand. They've been going at the noses of these cars. Um, the last couple of weeks, I heard they were really heavily inspecting uh, chases recently. Um, and listen, you know, and this is how this is how small it was. I would I would venture to say it was on the twenty car last week, but it's it's such a small detail that they it was probably overlooked, and you know it's just it's little details like that that you know it make a big difference. Maybe you know, listen, it's it whatever they did, they did it for a reason. And I it, just, it, I those, just that, that company's not dumb. Yeah, like I, man, I just hate to know that we're in an era where when the race is over, you essentially need to freaking peel the entire wrap off the car because well, because if we can cheat under a wrap well i think what a lot of holy these, cow you know we've seen this this is no this is nothing new we've seen teams do this with the wrap you know what i mean like you oh yeah you, layer you, you know you yeah you layer the wrap heavier than it air so you soften those edges up here and there um now the what's what's interesting for me is i don't know if they do like essentially what they're trying to do is is you know take some of the contour out of these curves on the front of the nose if they do it with just a heavier wrap, is that legal? Because the reason why they're getting disqualified, it sounds like, is because they added a piece of quote-unquote material to the nose, which is this piece of tape that they got on there. Um, that's obviously illegal. We, it's right. It's pretty black and white rules. You can't you know add material to the nose or modify it. Um, but, I mean, if they did the same thing, essentially, with wrap, is now, that illegal? Now you're, now you're inventing the need to inspect the wrap. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Like, are we uh, seriously uh, going down this road? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, well, you how, do you, well, how do you. Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Are we seriously going to inspect the wrap on every race true. car? But it's true. I mean, I, there's, there's a wrap vendor outside right now wrapping TDS. some cars. Yeah. TDS is right there, out and here. And some have it in-house. The, the people vendor. who. <laughs> vendor. I mean, it's true. It's an outside vendor. 
Um, and some have it in house. So like, how do you know? You have no way of knowing, but I did see a lot of people tweeting like they should have figured this out before the race. I don't think that NASCAR should have to really take off the wrap of a car to decide if it's legal or not. I hate that Denny Hamlin lost the race because he drove his butt off. He was running Ross Chastain down before that caution came out. That caution grouped them together. He didn't give Ross Chastain an inch. And he won the race. Yeah, it was a good race. It was a great freaking race. I, I, I hate that he got the win taken away. But you cannot. This is why I give NASCAR credit. How many times in y'all's career have you heard, we won, they told us, don't bring this back? Oh, they found this in tech, and they told us they don't like this. Don't bring this back again, and tell all your buddies to. How many times have y'all heard that? Oh, yesterday numerous. they didn't say that. They said, "You get out of here. You're not keeping this trophy. You're not keeping this win." It must We've have been never bigger seen than, that. Must be a bigger. It must be a pretty big deal what they were. What NASCAR it was. does not like the rear camber we brought, guys. We can't do this again. They just told us that in the tech shit. We're keeping our win. They're not going to find us. They're not going to do anything to us. We're going home, but we're not doing this anymore. Yesterday, they didn't do that. I mean, you've seen them cracking down this week. They cracked down on uh, the 43 and the 42 yeah. for something very rocker similar. Box. You know, a rocker box, the way that's blocked off. I don't know Brad, the new Jay Fabian guy. I don't know him. But what he did this weekend in Pocono was he made some pretty big statements. Don't bring stuff to the racetrack I don't like or I'll kick you out. I mean, there was a pretty big statement made at the beginning of the year, too. Just saying. I like this Brad guy. There's a fly on TJ's brim. I mean, it's been there like pretty much <laughs> the entire it. show. I've seen it flying around here. Literally flying It's actually around. NASCAR. They uh, spy That's fly. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're listening to what y'all are saying. I forgot who I was talking to at NASCAR, but uh, they oh, listen to the, They love us? They listen to the show and they're like, one of these days we are going to be a guest on your show. And Come on. Come on. Open door. Open door Yeah, policy. we got to give you the gate wait, code wait. now. We had some ideas on some, pin, yeah, some gifts to bring as well. So, uh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had some more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, what would you do? The best way to squeeze in that extra special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bumper. Spot on, spot off. Kyle Busch's cold reaction to Joe Gibbs following the cup race after Toyota's comments regarding Bush's contract negotiations. Jason, you want to read that? Toyota said, we're in a bad place right now. We've got some tremendously heavy lifting in front of us. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Um, well, Freddie must have been in front of him. For his... <laughs> his it's that choker. That's why you can't breathe right now. <laughs> Take that few... Jason, you got some scissors. We cut that choker off. She'll get her breath back. Um, as far as Kyle's reaction, I mean, for one thing, this is not really a surprise to see Kyle reacting this way 
after finishing second. <laughs> that I was normal. Think, like, yeah, I think anybody that walks up to Kyle in that situation is probably going to get a similar rea- reaction. But I mean, come on, like this is this is a guy, Brett. How how much money is Joe Gibbs paid Kyle Busch? Hundred million dollars, probably uh, plus. How many wins? I mean, I looked it up last night. Kyle Busch has 147 wins in the last 15 years in, in JGR cars. Wow. Um, so, le- like, when Joe Gibbs walks up, maybe maybe you take a break from being pouting and, and being mad to, like, acknowledge the guy's presence at least. Uh, maybe that's too much to ask for, but yeah, maybe there's I, a bigger thing going on. I mean, right? I'm sure there's, I'm sure that they're not happy with each other, but to that point, like he's already paid him hundreds of millions. He's still making him offers even without sponsorship locked up for, for next year that Kyle's turned down. It won't take it. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, it's not like they're just telling him, hey, see you later, get out, get lost. They're, they're making, they're trying to get him back. Uh, but it's just, I, I don't know how you don't even acknowledge the guy's presence after all he's done for you. I was at Ray Everham Motorsports um, back in the day, and we had a crew chief. And the crew chief left the car and was walking back to the hauler. And Ray was sitting in a director's chair. I was actually sitting beside him. And Ray said, hey, how's it going? And the crew chief looked at him, and he didn't speak. Ray looked at me. He said, oh, my name's on the side of the truck, and this guy doesn't have enough respect to speak to me when spoken to. He fired him. He fired a crew chief. What Kyle Busch did yesterday in that video that I saw in NASCAR is disrespectful. Where, where is your gratitude, buddy? Where is, your, where is your grace? Because you don't ever display any. So maybe that's why you're not marketable enough to warrant a $25 million sponsor right now. I'm sorry. Most talented guy in the garage? Yeah, he's one of them. Best personality for NASCAR? Probably. Last person I think NASCAR wants to see go away is Kyle Busch. Because you don't need 100 Chase Elliott's. You don't need 100... Whatever. You need guys that are out there doing what Kyle's doing. But man, in that video, wholly disrespectful. I thought it was I thought it was bad. Did you see it? You didn't see the video? I mean he basically just ignores Joe. Joe walks up to talk to him and he blows him off, essentially. He doesn't even yeah. look at him. I mean we mm. pull it up. I mean, that's just I do think there should be a respect level there for a guy that's done so much in the sport and so much for you. Do, yeah, <laughs> like this, everything. I mean, all right. <laughs> that was nice. Um, you know, props to Joe Gibbs for, you know, doing that. And, and you know, because Kyle did run a good race. Had a shot at winning. Had a really had, good car. Had the best car for three quarters of the race. Yeah. And not to say, and if he was out front, they probably wouldn't have got around him either. So, but yeah, I mean, to me, there's... <laughs> Looks like there's more going on than, than. I mean, I I know Kyle's usually pretty mad, but to me, there's to to me this is the week that Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota came out publicly and leveraged the media against this negotiation of hey we're we're working on contingency plans Joe Gibbs hey it's really difficult we've had a few sponsors come to the table. And they left negotiations. So it really sounds like we're at the end of July and they're square one with Kyle Busch. Yeah, I mean, and you, you, we talked about this with your expertise. And I mean, I don't know last time you signed up a $25 million sponsor, but I know you've signed up, you know, multi-million dollar sponsors. Like if you're in July and we're going racing in February, 
how in the world are you going to get somebody to commit $25 million in the next six months? It's, it, it would take a unicorn. Uh, the sales cycle on major NASCAR sponsorships right now is a year. And I know people hear that and they're like, what does that mean? It means from the time you meet someone and you do all these presentations and you go through the budgeting process and you have your executives meet Joe Gibbs and meet Kyle Busch and spend time with them and see your race shop Understand pit stops because you all, all sponsors don't know everything about NASCAR. By the time you do all the things that it takes to bring a sponsor in here, it's a year. In my experience, used to be sales cycles were three to six months. Right now, it's a year on these big ones. Yeah, I mean, you look at we heard rumors. I heard rumors yesterday that that Gene Haas was there yesterday. Um, that's this is not very common for him recently. He hasn't been in a lot of Cup races, I don't think. Um, so maybe that ties into, you know, he's, maybe he's, I mean, that's the, where, where else is he going to go? I mean, it's the 18 or it's the 41, the 10's already got a driver, you know, in my opinion, that guy's not retiring. Um, so, you know, it's the 41, it's the 18. I mean, I, I, you hear track house rumors. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything there. I think there's two to three charters that are available, being available to buy, um, I I don't think I should say who's, but I know there's two and there's potentially three, but I also know there's more than three people and more than three organizations that want a charter. So oh, yeah, like who? Well, I mean, Dell Jr., we know he wants charter, right? Denny wants one. We know Denny wants one. I thought Kyle was coming. I to, promise you right now, Matt Colleague would buy one because Matt Colleague is Matt Colleague. Awesome people to work for and a very aggressive businessman. If he had a charter to buy, he'd buy it. So I think there's a lot of moves to be made. But again, if you're going to buy a charter and you don't have a sponsor, how the hell do you afford Kyle Busch? If he's going to make what he's making right now, and that seems to be the thing. I mean, who can afford him? I mean, Gene Haas can. Gene Haas can afford him. If he wanted to. And is there anybody else? I mean, Roger Penske, but he, I don't really see him hiring Kyle Busch anytime soon. No. Um, so, you know, Gene Haas is the guy that everybody kind of has circled on on this deal because he's the only one that can go out there. We've seen him do it with Kurt in the past, kind of run the Haas car all year long. Kurt was, you know, his guy. That was his car. He put he stuck him in there. Yep. Um, it might be a similar situation to that, and maybe you stick him in there hoping you can sell a sponsor over the next year. But there's no way I don't think that if Kyle sticks to his guns about having to make I'm telling you $10 right million. Now, here's here's so. your struggle with Stuart Haas Racing if you go there. Kevin Harvick is God at Stuart Haas Racing. What Kevin Harvick says at Stuart Haas Racing goes. So I don't see a personality like Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. I don't see that going well. Denny Hamlin said 2311 Racing will hire its own pit crew members for next year. What do you think? Spot on, spot off. Freddie. Uh, I mean, spot on. If you, if you want the best guys in the sport, you've got to go out and get them. Um, well, Danny's already showed you very recently that if he wants something or someone, he's going to go out and get them. Um, obviously, it's going to cost him more money probably than it will, you know, millions leasing of a crew from from um, the JGR. But that's the, that's the cost of doing business. If you if you want to not be, you know, it's hard to say these guys. If there's six pit crews at at JGR. You would think that they're going to align the four best teams with themselves. They're not going to give the twenty three and the forty five their best, you know, two of their best six. It's not what Dave Moody thinks. Yeah, all Dave Moody. Yeah, he. I don't, well, he thinks that Christopher Bell got hosed. Yeah, he got hosed for the twenty three. <laughs> um, right. 
but it's just if this is it this is essentially if you want the best guys you got to go out and pay for them denny showed that he's going to go after people so it would not surprise me to see him start signing some pick members away right spot on spot off i'm spot on for it for uh i mean look if you run a business and you have like you talked about casey vendor supplier partners you don't always have control over what they're giving you. And when you look at vertical integration in a business model, you're essentially buying everything under you from a supply chain perspective. And pit crews are important. Uh, I think it's a major investment that you're taking on. And I think you've got to go out. I mean, look, we just had Joe Gibbs Racing publicly announced they signed a pit crew guy for five years. Tell me how many drivers are signed for five years in the Cup Series right now. Because to my knowledge... There's Joey Logano that signed a seven-year deal a few years ago. And outside of that, Jeez. tell me tell me a guy that's sitting on a five-year deal that's a driver. These pit crew guys have become a hot commodity. They're in unbelievable shape. Their their craft is is so difficult to be great at. I mean, when you look at, you know, the 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 let's just say the front row motorsports, right? That's a Penske pit crew. When you look at, you know, Colleague Racing, that is a track house pit crew which was formerly, obviously, Chip Ganassi Racing, which is the only reason Trackhouse has their own pit crew. So when you look at making your team better, this is a big step in the right direction for Denny because, in my mind, what Freddie said is right. You're getting the fifth and sixth best pit crew from Joe Gibbs Racing, and that's not going to be good enough to win a championship. TJ, spot on, spot off. I'm spot on because if you're going to grow, this is the direction to go. I think you're just, you know, off. Uh, you, you can – He's going to be able to get better people himself. So I think that's a good move for them. He's moving quick, man. He's not messing around. So, so what does this look like now as far as next steps go? A lot of the guys that are being used right now, they already belong to teams. Are they going to create their own group similar to JGR's crew, similar to Hendrick's? group i mean how how will this work as far as well first thing you gotta have facilities you, you gotta have facilities which right? he's he's building one right you, you gotta have facilities you gotta have a pit crew manager because no longer does the crew chief pick his pit crew and no longer does the crew chief tell them what to do the crew chief probably in a lot of scenarios and i hate to say this they probably don't even know these guys names because they do change on a weekly basis depending on what rotation you're in and what team you're on um and I, I think they know their names not all of them. I know drivers wow. that don't know their pit crew guys' names. Oh, they should. They don't. They should. They don't. Well, that's bad. That is bad, but that's the way it is. So, like, it's just an investment, right? It's people and facilities, and you're going to have to go out and get some guys. I mean, it, there's no – who pays the most money right now in the garage for pit crews? Ain't no question about it. So, guess where the best guys are? Joe Gibbs. Yep. A leaked document indicates NASCAR is planning a demonstration using prototype electric vehicles before next year's clash in LA. TJ, spot on, spot off. Yuppie Tesla TJ. Is yeah, that's happens. why I picked you. You're gonna be you're gonna be able to drive for this. I've, I've actually I been negotiating your. You can I be the spotter? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, <laughs> Spot on, maybe it would be a good race. Who knows? From a sustainability perspective, I'm all about the conversation that we're having because obviously it's important that we protect this lovely world that we live in. Um, I am all 100% on board with this if it's taking the place of the ARCA series. 
I but, wasn't expecting that. But can you go to Pocono and run an 80-lap race with an electrical vehicle? No. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> no. Listen, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I would have to think that the 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 first installment of this is not going to be a full-on electric vehicle. I would think this is going to be some kind of Wait, like hybrid in the corner. I think, motor it, no, Jesus, I think it's going to be like a hybrid, like electric assist where it's like under green, you're running an engine and then under yellow, <laughs> it's going to be like, you know, you're, you're on the battery saving fuel. I, there's, I just can't imagine there's any way where they think, and I don't listen, I'm not smart enough to know anything about the, the technology of this, but there's no way we can have TJ's car hauls ass like his Tesla oh, will go zero to 60 before you know it, but he can also sneak up on you because you can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> so there's, there's no way in my opinion that they could have a race without sound. Like, I mean, the driver, just imagine being in a race car. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you can, I can download sounds onto a flash yeah, drive. Yeah, the ice cream truck. ice cream truck. <laughs> no, no, that's already driving. installed, but you can download whatever hey, you like want. Like engine sounds? Oh, yeah. I can make it sound like a Formula One <laughs> car if you want. You <laughs> um, but I, like, I was talking to Krause about this the other day a little bit, and it, he's like, could you imagine just driving around and like the, the little balls of rubber hitting the wheel well? This NASCAR fly is driving me insane. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> um, the you know like the balls of rubber hitting the wheel wells or just like all the It'd random be, noises hear, that's I mean, the you first thing that i noticed talking in the grandstands that's one of the first things that i noticed when i got my car is you hear all sorts of stuff man it's definitely uh, I, I would just be curious gosh this is opening a can of worms from an environmental perspective what's going to pollute the air more 40 race cars out there for two hours which is what our lower series run or sometimes are 10 tractor trailers going up and down the road like, what are we really accomplishing? Who, what are we going for? What are we going after by doing this? Are we trying to enter the politically correct world that, hey, look, we're racing electric vehicles? What does that really do? So didn't they start like a Formula One series? Yes. Yes, Formula and, E. Uh, like, any good? I don't know. I never watched seen, I watched I've one s- video they all wrecked into a turn at New <laughs> I mean, York because it started raining. But don't they, that's don't, happened don't they swap times. cars out in the middle of the race because they don't have enough battery power or something? I, like... Uh, I just don't weird. know what you're going You know at. what? I do remember seeing something where they had the graphics on the screen where it was like, this guy had this much battery left and he's using more it here. It was, yeah, it's it was so intri- weird. It's definitely different. I, th- I support green initiatives. I really yep. do. But I, th- I just don't understand what we're going after. Here. I think in there, in, in a perfect world for NASCAR, they can somehow, this is going to be, this could be the Xfinity series identity because Dale made a great point on his show a couple weeks ago. I remember two, three weeks ago about like, the car, like the deal for the manufacturers, they have the, the cars are in the cup series. The trucks are in the truck series. What, what is the Xfinity series doing for you? And I the, think this, a, this makes me want to puke in a perfect world. Cause that's my favorite series. Right I now. know. I know. Yeah. Well, it's better than racing vans. Well, let's go screw with the best thing we got. That, that's about I mean, what we normally listen, do. I'm telling you right now. Th- I mean, if we're going electric, it's, it's not soon. Like it's, I don't, I mean, they might run a race somewhere next year. as an exhibition, but it's not, this is years down the line, especially if we're going to go full electric. Like this is, I don't think this is coming anytime soon, but they, like there's, I think if their end game would be to, Give this the Xfinity series some kind of identity for the manufacturers, and this right might be it. I'm going to puke. I don't <laughs> think there's enough. There's I don't think a 
a car can run long enough on a no. On that's a what I say. I think it's got to be some kind of electric assist. It's not going to be a e- full e- electric electric slide. What's that? What you call it when they wreck? <laughs> <laughs> it's electric. Boogie boogie boogie. <laughs> He's doing the electric slide off the two. Yeah, Dale Jr. Oh, electric slide. Electric slide job. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, I got one running a battery on the front stretch. <laughs> I mean, if it helps the tire shortage we're uh, having for everything it's else. A, it's it's a battery life race, not fuel mileage. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving batteries on. Got? Moving Flip the on. switch, go to, go to two. <laughs> Moving on to this upcoming weekend at Indy. Kevin Harvick said running the road course at Indianapolis is absolutely terrible for our sport. Spot on, spot off, Brett. <laughs> I thought when we stopped running the oval, it was maybe a good thing because that place holds easily 300,000 people. And in my mind, when we got there, I was looking at about 15,000 people in the stands and it was bad. And it started with a tire debacle back in 07, 08, whenever that was that good year brought a tire that wouldn't work more than 10 laps and people were blowing tires and um, it screwed the race up and then it screwed the fandom up. And that racetrack is not built for stock cars. That's not a secret. Best racetrack in town is across the street. IRP, ORP, whatever they call it. A little bit further out. Um, I I just, I I struggle now because I've seen us put on some really good races at some really big tracks that have typically been boring with the older cars. So for this car, I think Kevin Harvick's right. Put us back on the oval. Let's see what this thing does. Let's go back to and and listen. I I was fortunate enough to be on the team last year that won this race, and it's a spectacular place to win. But man, I don't I don't I'm not a fan of this road course either. Yeah, I mean it. it listen, it's not terrible. Like, it, well, I'll tell you what was terrible was the races we were putting on on the oval. Those were terrible. Um, but it it it, it robs the place of some of its mystique. And and I think Chase Briscoe was one of the ones that said it. Like, he's an Indiana kid, grew up there. Wanting to win there, you know, Tony Stewart's his hero, and he wins the NX uh, Xfinity race on on the road course. And it, it, I think he alluded to it in his post race, like I've always dreamed about li- winning here, but you know, I, I kind of wish it was on the oval. Like same thing. I mean, you won the Brickyard last year, but I mean, you're down there kissing the bricks. But there's just no way for me to say uh, it feels the same as if you would have won the Brickyard. You know, you turn ones the other way. Yeah, like you're facing the wrong direction. We're going the wrong way. <laughs> you know, it's just I, you know. The, the road course just robs that place some of its mystique for me. And and it's – I don't know what the answer is. Maybe try it one more time. But it, like you said, it's a place built for IndyCar. I don't remember – I mean, maybe before I started, but I don't ever remember coming away from Indy going, wow, that was a hell of a race. You know, like I, I just don't ever remember a good race there. Yeah, but, I, and, yeah. the, and the road course race was good last year. I mean, Danny and, and Chase going at it. Like the road course produced action, but it's just still not – Nowhere near it's the. It's not indie. No, no. Yeah, I agree. I'm. I would like to see what this car does on the big track. You know it. The thing about indie, when you think of that place, what's the first characteristic of the big track that you think of? What's the first thing you think of when you think of the big track indie? Like, if you think about that track, what do you think about first? It's big. Yeah, long straightaways. So we need to make it so those are usable. You know, in years past, we would have to. You get so aerotight in the corners. Maybe, maybe we slow the cars down more and let them get be able to get enough runs where they. I mean, Indy Five Hundred is great because the guy can get a run. Yeah, we don't have that to our. 
it's not in our toolbox to use. You can't use the draft. And that's what I think we're kind of going for in some of these places like Atlanta. So if we can get it to where you can use the draft to make a pass, I think it could be a good race. Other than that, we're going to, if you're fighting for air in the corner, it's, um, I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where, you know, a, a, a slower car can just take the air in the corner and still be plenty good down the straightaway and you can't get to them. Can't can't do get to them. Tell yeah. me a racetrack in America that's cleaner than Indianapolis Motor no. Speedway. That facility, Not since Roger bought it. That facility is amazing. It the, might be. The dirt track is cleaner than most facilities. It's unbelievable. It's the most top-notch facility that we go to. It is the most pristine racetrack in America. Yeah, there's And absolutely. I'm not going to Budapest to have fun race to see if there's any prettier. I'm going to stay right yeah, here in North America I, where I'm happy and I'm safe. I'm telling you right now, Indianapolis Motor Speedway is gigantic in size. Yeah, and it's, it's freaking, you could eat off the floor. You can eat off the bathroom floors in this place. Yeah, it's a I phenomenal place. I don't know place. if I'd try it, but hey, you try it first and let, let us know, know how it goes. There's no way Roger Penske would hire you because I've seen the mess you leave behind on airplanes. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> First off, he met Chloe when we won the BC39 last year, and he loved Chloe. He loved Chloe. And Chloe made Everybody quite a mess. Chloe. Everybody loves Chloe. So, this place, though, I'm not lying to you guys. If you're within yeah. driving distance to Indianapolis, go. Because go for some. Jason, you were just there. Go to St. Elmo's for me. Yes. Indy 500. How many people were there? 300,000 people? Yeah, like 325. Were you not blown away how clean this place yeah, was? Yeah, it was awesome. The media cool. center, the pagoda, yeah. pit road, the garages, the bathrooms, the, the concrete. Everything is just yeah. so pristine. Yeah, they've done, they've put TVs up in corners yeah. where you can see everything around the track. Now you know from your seat the action on the TV. Um, phenomenal place. I mean, it's one of my. It's probably the nicest racetrack that we go to. Speaking of IndyCar, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Obviously, Roger owns both. Um, they were in Iowa this weekend. They had Tim McGraw, Florida Georgia Line, Gwen Stefani, Blake oh. Shelton. Here is another promoter that gets it. Make it the place to be. They brought in tons of suites. High V, I think. High V, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that there. place looked huge with those suites? It, it was so awesome, man. Awesome to see on TV. I've always wanted to race in Iowa. I've been to Iowa. I actually go to Des Moines a lot. Um, you never did a race there? No, I never raced there. It's hmm. a. I mean, when the Xfinity race was there, it was. It I've was obviously a great watched race. races there on no, TV, but, but, but working I want to work a race there. Working it, it was a great facility. Yeah, I mean, the thing I was most excited about this year when I signed back up to go full time was literally spotting a race at the L.A. Coliseum. Because how many people can say they worked an event in competition at the L.A. Coliseum? Not with, a lot. With the concert. And, that dude, that's like that's a thing I wanted to do this year, and I look forward to it. I would love to go race in Iowa. I love that part of the country. And after seeing what they pulled off this weekend, Cup should be there. Cup, be- why would the Cup Series not go there? You better get an IndyCar gig if you want to work there. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm good enough to do IndyCar. <laughs> Earl can teach you. I said Earl. (laughs) Continuing continuing back to the upcoming (laughs) Indy race. Austin Dillon's comments about having TJ as his father for the Indy Xfinity Series race. Jason. I do have have his father next week, uh, TJ. Uh, I've already forgot about that. I might have to trade him out, make a trade. TJ for uh-huh. Brandon. Brandon spots a two-car. I don't know if that one will go over real good because that's Creed's on Saturday. So, uh, no, I mean, we'll work together and figure it out, and maybe I'll run into somebody in the Xfinity race, and he could be on the other side of it. Wow. TJ, spot on, spot off. Hey, the worst part about this is TJ knew about this while they were wrecking him last week at home at Loudon, I think. So, I mean – why didn't you tell him to I don't stop? Know what you're talking about. Why didn't you tell him to stop? I got a spot for him, Brad. Stop running into him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, like I said last week, 
you know, you're not really, you're not staring at your car the entire time under caution. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> TJ was looking for the bathroom. Hell yeah. I was waiting. I'm like, all right, a little break here. Go to the bat. Uh, what? What? No, stop. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> um, no, it'll be fine. Uh, <clears throat> looking. Well, if I was you, I wouldn't talk to him. Like, just say the green's out and then don't talk anymore. Yep there. Yep. Yep. Green. Green. I mean, for the, for the sake of all the other drivers, I'd maybe talk to them. Clear. <laughs> just, yeah, just do the clear. Yep. Not clear. Can't tell. Can't, Can't tell. tell. <laughs> That's what he deserves. He's already wanting to trade you out. So have you have you met with him yet? I think you had a meeting with Brandon's team this morning, right? Oh, yeah. No, it, it's... Listen, we're going... You're going to win the race. I mean, there's no different than... Um, we're not driving the cars, so it's obviously... It sounds like you are in a truck series away. Sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes. You... Uh, definitely um, bad timing on this, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couldn't not have ideal. Up, couldn't have lined up any better, but... Here's my struggle with this. Brandon Brown won a race last year, and here we are, less than a year removed, and he's having to take himself out of the seat to sell the seat and subsidize his revenue in order to keep his doors open. I, I, I hate to see this because I know damn good and well, Brandon Brown doesn't want to be out of that seat this weekend. I've no. only talked to Brandon a couple of times in yeah. my life and he's doing a great job of, of owning and driving a race car. And it sucks that he's got to get out of the car. Here's my struggle with Brandon Brown. Last year at Talladega, Kelly Stavast with NBC – Heard the crowd. That's Stavist. 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 Kelly Stavist. Oh, Stavast. <laughs> okay, Sounds like. <laughs> I know that Kelly thought that they were saying, let's go, Brandon. She did not know they were saying, Joe Biden. So the whole world jumps on this, let's go, Brandon train. How many people do you think, Freddie, made money off of let's go, Brandon? A lot. Millions, probably. People made millions of dollars off of this chant, Let's Go Brandon. How much money did Brandon actually make off of Let's Go Brandon? None. What an idiot. Like, I look back at this thing, and I hate that chant. I hate, I hate, every time I hear that chant public, I'm like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. Let's not do this. If you want to say F Joe Biden, just say it. Don't use this chant as a cover-up. But what I hate about it is this guy... He opposed it, and he didn't do anything about it to monetize it, and he totally missed the bus because every, we had airplanes flying banners that said, let's go, Brandon. We had people still wearing shirts. We see these bumper stickers all over in gas stations. Everywhere. We see yeah. them everywhere. It's, and the only guy that didn't capitalize on it was the guy who actually deserved to capitalize on it, which is Brandon Brown. The It's, it's like he got on the train too late because it was – like he tried to distance himself from it as it happened, and then coming into this year, all of a sudden he had that LGB coin, yeah. and it's like and and that guy was a scam they said, artist. Well, probably. they said no to it as well. Yeah, and NASCAR. But like, like if you're gonna, you can't waffle back and forth. Like he should have capitalized on it should when it happened, and and he didn't. And then you try to jump on late, and this is the stuff that goes on. It sucks for him. But. I think what happened was there was potential sponsors, and they backed away because of that. No, I'm sure. So that probably, you know, oh, these people are running from this. I can't sell this. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what, that's just my opinion of it. Like, if he had trademarked Let's Go Brandon, the next morning, 
he would be sitting on a gold mine and he didn't and he missed the boat and I hate it because to your point he he kind of is a victim of something that he didn't have anything to do with oh he wins a race and he wins a race did a great job and the television reporter misunderstands the chance look she's got on a headphone I mean how many times are, yeah. does somebody say something to you during a race where you have your headset yeah. on and you don't understand what they say not only that she's what? got producers in her ear like if you like you can be talking to me and yelling at me and if I have either booty or Bubba or the NASCAR in my ear I can't understand a thing you're saying. I promise right? you, Kelly did not know what they were saying when no. she said, no. oh, listen, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. But where he screwed up was right then. He might as well have got on the train and rode the train till it ran out of steam. And now here we are less than a year later, and he's having to give up his seat at road courses. How many years does that normally last? Oh, man. How long does that train run? A NASCAR <laughs> flies back on your hat. It, it just I, – I hate it for Brandon Brown and his entire organization because people don't realize, man, this thing's bigger than Brandon Brown. This, mm-hmm. this thing affects the crew chief, the crew guys, the spotter, the front office, the travel lady, you know, all the people. So I I'm, just hate he missed the We boat. talked about it on here last week about this is obviously we were talking about Brandon Brown was what we talked about two teams. One was going to be a driver having to get out. Obviously, that was Brandon. Another one was a team that was, you know, struggling, potentially maybe shutting a car down. And let, let's face it, it was our motorsports. And here they go again this week and they destroy another car, you know, with with Jeb getting, I mean, just Jeb collected in a wreck there. Um, I thought Jeb was going to drive straight into the barrels at the end of pit road. And I was glad that he did not because that would have been way worse than what actually happened. I mean, it was a flip, but it wasn't really a vicious wreck. Wrecked not, the dog food out of that Not thing. sure why he didn't go down um, pit road. He did wreck the dog food he, out of I, it. It was all falling out of the trunk, too. The Xfinity too, Series, I say this week in and week out, the Xfinity Series is my favorite form of asphalt racing in America right now to watch. They do a phenomenal job. But, man, we got a lot of teams on life support right here. And we cannot afford to lose the Brandon Browns and the Hour Motor. The guys who run 8th to 16th are part of what makes that series amazing. Put, we can't take those 8th to 16th place cars and turn them into 20-plus cars. Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. Numero uno. NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com, Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise. So you can always buy with a lot of confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised die-cast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Numero cuatro. RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day so you can get your order faster than anyone else in this industry fifth racingusa.com has a wide selection of current season hats apparel die casts and novelties for the sport's most popular driver you can find products that aren't available anywhere else like the autograph kurt bush Jumpman kansas race win 124 die cast car fans racingusa.com is door bumper clears choice for nascar merchandise and we want it to be yours as well Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard and all the alarm is just spreading. Brett Griffin is a clown. Just had to call and say uh, somebody called Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that my Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His cars held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now. race was something here here's the best part of it though right ty is, is, is thanking the lord for the opportunity and being his new mature self okay which is great but while he's thanking the lord yeah cut to noah just absolutely chugging a beer that that's amazing throwing up climbing the fence chugging a beer two polar opposites I heard somebody said, I seen a tweet where it's like, okay, Noah has done every possible celebration you could do. He's chugging beers, he's climbing fences, he's doing burnouts. He's, he's got them all covered, puking. Okay, so let's just first start this off by saying I have COVID and I'm highly medicated. Oh, great. But I don't think Denny Racing Ross was anything crazy. He was going for the lead. It is what it is. But can we talk about how hard these damn hits are? Like, is NASCAR going to change something? Like, damn, Kurt has a concussion. How many people are hitting off of turn three? Like, holy <laughs> And then also, how hot are these wives and these girlfriends and these fiancés? Like, Bubba and Amanda's engagement pictures? Like, holy I kissed a girl. That thing took a I turn like that I wasn't you. expecting in the middle of that call. Freddie, any comment? Yeah, I mean, they were great pictures. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, uh, no, no front end work. Who wrecked who more? <laughs> Chase Elliott against Corey LaJoy or Denny Hamlin against Ross Chastain? Who wrecked who more? Who wrecked who more? I don't see much of a difference. Uh, I would I say Chase. Slight, ed- slight edge to Chase, but yeah. not really a lot of Chase difference. Chase was a little more aggressive early. Like, I'm taking this. You're not winning this the, race. The Denny pe- was. The people who are saying that Denny Hamlin wrecked Ross Chastain, they've lost their minds. Then he didn't wreck him. No. He put Ross in a spot to make a decision. I'm glad we all three agree. Like that's Denny's great. That's what I'm saying. It's rare like, all three of us agree on something. And it's rare that you're so and nice guess about who, it. Guess who disagrees with us on this? This woman? No. Dale Jr. What did he say? Dale Jr. thinks that 
Denny Hamlin wrecked Ross Chastain. He paid him back. Sent him. He sent him. He paid him back. I mean, Ross also oh. thought the same thing. Del Jr. also thought that Brad Ross sent- wants that to be the payback, Casey. He well, wants no, he, it to be that mild. He said in his interview that he probably has more coming. He wants to be that mild in that lane. Del Jr. also thought that we wrecked Bubba in turn one at Road America when Bubba was sliding through you the did. You, you wrecked the hell out of us. Yeah, I saw it. it. Yeah. And then, oh, I gets, saw it from turn hit, five. Gets hit by Brad. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Dorbuppa Claire? Just watching the Pocono race and watch Denny Hamlin completely run Ross Chastain into the wall. <laughs> Complete bull. Um, <laughs> whatever, what? man. Chastain was much faster. <laughs> you, Denny Hamlin. He's a Ross fan. TJ doesn't even like Denny Hamlin. He's on Denny Hamlin's side on this thing. That's how wrong like this person uh, is. Denny did not just wreck him. Ross yeah, wrecked Denny. Remember Gateway? That is what <laughs> that's you a wreck. wreck. Yeah, that is wrecking, wrecking somebody. <laughs> the dog food out of him. Yeah. You wrecked the dog food out of him. Well, here I go, getting all fired up and ready to come on here and talk some trash about Denny Hamlin because I don't really like him. And his daughter shows up crying happy tears because Daddy won the race. And I turn into softy girl dad over here, going, "Well, hell." <laughs> Now I can't even be mad at the guy. So then he got to take. I away. guess congratulations, Denny. Not really. Not really. Finally, somebody wrecked that son of a hammer, <laughs> put his ass in the fucking wall. <laughs> you Chastain. <laughs> soft Good lord. Soft girl dad disappeared there for the last five oh, seconds. Oh, man. Yeah. It was a different person. I think. Sorry, they just <laughs> oh, oh, okay. they just ran together. Oh, I thought the guy went to a race. Wait, let me advise with Ben. Was that two calls or one call, Ben? When he started. Cursing at him. It was the so- the girl dad and the guy saying, finally, somebody wrecked Ross Chastain, the same guy? What Two, different calls. Two different calls? Okay. They sounded like. They yeah, sounded they did. like. Did you hear the crowd? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh it sounded like that day when I wrecked, uh, when, when Bubba wrecked Kyle at uh, Watkins Glen and it was oh a my standing gosh. ovation. <laughs> that, like, I'm not going to lie. I was walking. We went through the tunnel. I mean, we made it through the tunnel good. Real fast, me and Brett. I actually passed Brett in the tunnel. He got in the wrong lane on a restart. I <laughs> blew by him. But um, holy smokes, was the crowd loud? Like the almost, it was loud enough where I was like, I turned around and looked on pit road. And I was like, wow, this is pretty badass. Like to see that many people there, and you know, to then be that involved in it. Just even if you don't like who won or whatever, just man, it was pretty awesome. There's a there. I mean. Just the parking lot. Frank Denny is still at the racetrack trying to get out of the parking lot that he parked <laughs> oh in. Oh, my gosh. They had traffic so screwed up going into that place yesterday. Holy cow. Yeah. But it was packed. Well, that, I, I mean, mean, when you have traffic going into a racetrack, that's usually a good problem. Yeah, it is. Oh, 100%. So that, that's good. And congrats. You know, well done, Pocono, for a solid race weekend. Just goes to show one race a year. You imagine if there was yeah. a concert after that race? 100%. Because that's that's this is the first time. That I remember. When was the last time Pocono only had one race? I mean, we had one weekend the Did last you see couple the infield? years. But how many oh, campers and stuff? But you th- couldn't even see turn one yeah. bottom. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we've been going there a long time. We used to go for Father's Day, and then we would go back six weeks later. Yeah, and it, was it actually got to where the window got to four to five weeks later, and it was like, man, this is too fast. Now one race a year, it just goes to show it's Packed. perfect. Bless you, house. Yeah, it was packed. It was awesome. Anytime the crowds that engaged in it, you know, in Hell, sometimes when there was a race for the lead, I, I mean, I had to look to see what was going on because the crowd was starting going crazy. Yeah. All right, last one. How's that part of the intro to this segment go? And, oh, 
Oh, um, engine, engine number nine, that's win number four. <laughs> Welcome to Mickey Mouse's Clubhouse, mother. <laughs> I don't think that's how Mickey Mouse Clubhouse goes. I, I've, I've heard that hot dog, hot dog song. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Never heard engine nine. Hot dog, hot diggity dog. Don't let your kids do drugs. <laughs> that is the point to the last caller. It may have been a Mickey Mouse win. That's my own Keep call your that. kids uh, off Mickey of Mouse drugs. Win. Yeah, just like the Lakers championship in the bubble was a Mickey Mouse championship. Uh, Chase's win after finishing third. Mickey Mouse, gotcha. Well, he didn't but do I mean, any laps. Oh, like I mean, you can't blame Chase at all. No, he didn't do he, anything. He's on, like, they just had an interview with him a few minutes ago, and uh, Jenna Fryer tweeted out that Chase is not, probably not celebrating this one. He's like, I crossed the line third. Like, he's not going to. He's a liar. He's not going to celebrate somebody else's mistake. He doesn't really. He's I mean, like, I can't. He doesn't. I, he's not I mean, big. He's not, he's not a big celebrator, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, he's not throwing a big party or something. Could you imagine if that was your first win ever? That would kind of suck. That would be the worst. That would be bad. I said something to Landon. Like on this topic, I said something to Landon last week because uh, we were in contention to win that race. Correct. Loudon. And Loudon, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Allgaier got past us at the end there, and we got disqualified. And he's like, well, that sucked. And I was like, this is on like Thursday. I sat down with him. And he's like, nah, I think I still would have liked it. He's like, I think I would have wanted to win the race and get to do all this. Stuff. Even if I didn't get to keep it, at least I did my job, you know. Right. And, and I would have preferred to, I would prefer to have kept the, you know, got the win, did the victory celebration, victory lane, all the pictures. TJ's going to hit me in the head. <laughs> he missed him again. That's twice he smacked you in the forehead. <laughs> I didn't hit him again. That NASCAR fly won't Saturday go away. That should make for great TV for Mav TV this week. <laughs> TJ smacking the <laughs> out of Freddie. Don't worry. Don't I, have a picture. I, I have a picture of Freddie with the I'm from, I'm from Pageland. I'm taking my hat off and I'm swinging back. You see how quick I reacted right there? Oh. Do you leave an audio message 24 7. Oh my God, it's back. I'm rocking. <laughs> Get out of it. Like, give me one more. It, it keeps landing oh. in the same spot. It's going back. It must like gray because it goes back and forth between our two ads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear Do and not hit me click again. <laughs> the message icon. <laughs> we'll keep playing the best ones each week. I'm going to be in protocol. <laughs> What's up, Dirty Mo Media fans? This is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. And we're Speed Street, Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast. We dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. It's time for Hashtag AskDBC. Offer pad question of the week. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC and we will pick the best ones. Thank you all again for submitting some pretty solid questions. Uh, this first one is from Joe Deals Amazing. Whoa. Let's try it again. What? I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. I capitalized the different Chase's words. nice way of saying you. <laughs> Let's try. That's an I, not an L. We capitalize the Jody words. is. Jody is. It's literally an L. It's, no, an, it's, it's an, an I. I. It's a capital I. It's still an I. <laughs> this first one is from Jody is amazing. What are y'all's thoughts on Cindric getting the penalty for a wheel coming off after Bell didn't? 
I think it was the right call. I think that Bell got away with one, and the right call was made on Cindric. And, you know, we talk about consistency. Listen, they missed one. Now they need to – this needs to be the baseline. If that tire roll, gets off your car on pit road, it should be a penalty. Out of your box, it should be a penalty. Brett. Uh, NASCAR got the Bell thing wrong. If there were cars on pit road when that happened, I think they react differently, and you just can't do that. Um, they did get the Cindric one right, and it was a big miss. Bell got a win the next week, and holy cow, epic fail. DJ. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, if it's off, it's off. If it's in your pit box, that's still like you're changing a tire. If it leaves your pit box or your car leaves your pit box, the it's wheel, a is, wheel. That wheel is off. I have a question for you guys, and I'll use hashtag SDBC. We saw this twice yesterday, and I it just was a question that I don't even know exactly where I stand on it. Should the penalty be stiffer for driving the wrong way up pit road. So I was thinking about this yesterday. To, so well, let's preface this. this. Happened it before. happened twice. You've, the 10 and the 2 both did this yesterday. Um, they well, both so drove backwards up pit road. You did yes. this earlier this year, I think, as well. I didn't drive backwards. I drove, I drove across and to the right. But I missed the me, commitment line. But to me, you're, you should have... Um, so, in, I mean... It's still pulling up to pit, in my opinion. I think you get held a lap. It's, I think it should be at least. I think, I think if, you, if their pit wall is set up like Charlotte, it was Charlotte, I think it was, where we mm-hmm. spun out, and the pit wall is open there, so we drove across the, the short track and got on pit road. That's a commitment line violation because we went around you the commitment line, the commitment line. And, and, and turned on pit road. They went down pit road all the way and turned back up pit road and came back. Uh, you're saving yourself multiple laps. Probably. Well, that's what I'm saying. And damage, to your car. and damage to your Why car. Why are you crossing into pit road? Because you're trying to shorten the distance. Yeah, you're, you're basically, you pulling, up. Yeah, you're you're basically pulling up to pit, in my opinion. But stop the scenario. What if Eric Amarola went down pit road backwards during a live pit road, pits are open pit cycle? Would NASCAR have a heart attack? Heart attack. So what's the we difference? Could, we could not open pit road yesterday. We heard this on the radio. They, they had Kip trying to lock the brakes up into turn three because yeah. the two was facing the wrong direction on and pit I, road I, in his I box. Don't, I don't agree with that at all no. either. You can't. So I'm going back to what I asked you guys. What is the difference in if pit road is open versus pit road is closed? You still drove the wrong way down the highway. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be. And right now, all it is is tail of the longest line for missing the commitment. So cone. if we got to work on the car, I'm going to have Brad loop it around, turn it backwards so they'll slow the pace car down, right? Yeah. That's yes. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just you cannot have all of these scenarios exist given the fact that pit road is open or not open. It is either a penalty or it is not. I, I, I'm fine with them coming to pit road not running around the whole racetrack if it's safe there's you know under yellow there's nothing there for eric i'm fine with all that but you can't do it to and then get in a like you should have to pay the penalty for going around the whole track still you yeah. don't get to cut the cut the course it should be a lap at least like because you, you, if you're you driving around there. the racetrack with a with a flat tire the field is going to come around you yes at least it, once. it should be at least a lap so until the pace goes, goes by one time so. Because yeah, why not? Why not do it now? Like the, if you set the precedent, this is tail the longest line. Everybody's going to do this. If you get a flat down the front, set off a turn four, Charlie. If you get a flat, stop. Take a left. Go yeah, yeah wh- However something. you can do it, you know, needs to be something set for it. This next one is from Jeremy Zarfoss one. Name the top five crew chiefs in the garage. Any series and no particular order. I assume he means active. Probably. Yes. 
Top five's a lot. Um, I, I'll take this a different way because actually, sure. even even we had a beer last night with Dave Ellens. I think there's two guys in the Cup Garage that deserve a lot of credit right now, and I think Dave Ellens is one of them. Obviously, he's with Eric Jones in a 43 car because that car yesterday was running up front in contention for a top five, and they've done this a lot this year. I mean, we've even kind of rattled him off as a guy that can win a race. And when you look at how bad and how slow that 42 is versus the 43, night and day difference coming out of the same shop. So Dave Ellens, to me, is a guy that comes to mind. Another guy that comes to mind is Blake Harris. Michael McDowell is arguably running the best he's ever run, even going back to when he was at MWR in a fully funded cup car. I think those two guys – if, if I'm colleague racing or if I'm, you know, Dell Junior Motorsports and I'm starting a cup team, like I'm going after one of those two guys tomorrow because those two guys to me are difference makers right now. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have all the same names you're going to throw around and you, you look at it. I, I think I tweeted about this a couple weeks ago. Like we always see like ebbs and flows of what manufacturer has a little advantage chevy was dominant last year toyota looks like it has speed this year but always throughout that there's always guys like ford right now we would say is on a downturn like for whatever reason i don't know if it's body motor whatever it is they're not great right now but the four it's car not motor the four that's no, not motor but the four car is still runs i mean he's not dominant like he was at one point it's but competitive. He's, it's competitive every week that's a, that's a guy like rodney you know th- this is where like good teams find speed great teams make speed you know these guys can find ways to trick cars up like we saw yesterday probably um you know you saw so you got guys that are always just consistently up there you got the rodney's you got the gabe hearts you got the guys but you know like brett points out guys that are making a difference at smaller teams we talked about patty making differences with places last week you know, Blake was a great example this week. Michael McDowell's run better than he's ever had in his life everywhere. You know, we've seen him show flashes at road courses and maybe some places that run like road courses like Pocono yesterday. But, I mean, he's been top 15-ish all year long and rattling off. I think he's got five or six top 10s this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Blake was a great example. Um, Dave, of course, you know, we saw what he did at JRM. Now you're seeing, like, the, just the difference of between the 43 and the 42. But It's hard right now, too, TJ, because we don't have a guy winning five races, six races, seven races to be able to credit a crew chief. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to – that's what I was just thinking here. I'm sitting, trying to sit here and think about who's really – He's going to say Matt, just so everybody knows. Said, yeah, of course. You know, we have two of the best Booty. at uh, um, RFK. That was obvious yesterday. Um, we, uh, you know – How many times I pass you for 25th? <laughs> Only when we pit. <laughs> Um. <laughs> hey, we ended up with a sixteenth. Yeah, we we got twentieth. Yeah, smoked you. Um, I, I listen. This new car is throwing, you know, it's throwing a curveball and a lot of this stuff. But I do think you got the the same kind of group. I think, um, you know, Cliff still looks pretty strong at Hendrick. Um, if you could bring back any retired crew chief to be your guy, who would you bring back? Tommy Baldwin, Cole Pern, for me. PJ, who would you pick? Uh, Todd Gordon. I like it. All right, so which question is the offer pack question of the week? Oh, I like the crew chief question. I like the crew chief question. Yeah. Yeah. Latart would be a good one, too. I want to pick the first one just so we can hear TJ, I mean, uh, Casey Butcher that uh, Well, I'm sorry. When you read it, it looks like an L. I don't know what to tell you. Well, congratulations to Jeremy Zarfoss, one for having this week's offer pack question of the week. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's so time. We answer it. Who is it? Yeah. Yeah, answer Pooh. What do you tell me what do you want? Ask him ask him about sit. You think hey, we're busy, mother. Hey. <laughs> we you're on speakerphone. I see so I hear some foul language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're almost done recording. Are you what did y'all talk about? <laughs> you uh, yeah, you we, we talked talk about, about you. We called you an idiot. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Did, did who what did y'all determine? Uh, on Denny and Ross, was it a retaliation or not retaliation? We all three said you were wrong. <laughs> man, <laughs> the man got out and admitted it. Yeah, but he was so nice about it. It was so graceful. It was retaliation with a scalpel, not a hammer. <laughs> yeah, so it was. He had his kid gloves on. It very Ooh. gently pushed him. Well, I mean, that's a lot for Denny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here lately, it is. Um, so believe it or not, that's as hard as Denny goes. Who knew? <laughs> I don't think it's over. <laughs> I don't either, especially since now Ross finished in front of him. I know. I thought, I, anymore. I, it's, kind of, it's null and void. It's, it's reset. Back, back to square one. Back to zero because it didn't back matter. Back to zero. Yeah. All right. I'll call you after. Where, wait, wait. Where's Ty Gibbs going to drive next year? Uh, Brett, Brett was just going to tell us. <laughs> Okay, okay. I got some ideas on that, too. Well, we're all ears. Okay. Have a good day. All right. I'll call you back. <laughs> See ya. Oh, you got to love a good. I have to leave that in the show. Cameo <laughs> appearance by our boss, Dale Jr. Just pops right in on us. Wanted to do a quick interview. <laughs> just, just quick, yeah. Wanted to look at a... Now we got silly season with Ty Gibbs. <laughs> oh, oh well. boy. It is time for us to get into our favorite Spinity X-Fi more than fast moments from this week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So tell us, what were your more favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ. I mean, it's hard for me not to pick Noah. That was a great drive for Noah at the end. He had plenty of opportunity to throw it away, and he got the job done. So it's hard for me not to give Noah my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment of the week. I tried to get Noah to come to Big Al's with us last night, and he turned me down more than fast, <laughs> I can tell you that. He, he didn't want no part of that. But my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment is given to NASCAR. They disqualified the first and second place car before I even got to the airplane. So shout out to those fast. guys for being fast. Ready? Uh, I don't know who the hell I'm going to give it to. My, You know what? We talked about it. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. I'll give it to two guys. Got top 10 yesterday. Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell. Bubba gave it to that fly. This fly <laughs> will not leave me alone. Um, Bubba, first career back-to-back top 10 finishes in the Cup Series. That's awesome for him. And we just talked about how fast Michael McDowell's been this year, and he clicks off another top 10. This might be number seven, I think, for him. Which one is it? Um, but you both. can do both. I can do it's both. Fine. Speaking of Bubba more than fast, how about them taking him to do an unveil with the Chicago street course? <laughs> I mean, he's such a great road racer that he is now part of <laughs> unveiling street courses. 
the 23 usually does pretty well in yeah. Chicago, so we'll see how yeah, it goes next a, year. There was the bullshit. We should have run a Bulls paint scheme through the streets. Who is in charge of not getting Michael Jordan to this announcement? Uh. <laughs> like, you have one job if you're NASCAR. It's take Michael Jordan to where he is God. Uh, yeah. Chicago. I don't care what it costs you. I don't care what G5 you got to rent to get him there. You got to take Michael Jordan when you do a Chicago announcement. Okay, Brett, you you are in charge of getting Michael Jordan to the next Chicago. Uh, I could do a hell of a lot better job than whoever was in charge of it this year. Because you tell you is that. so easy. You got to have Michael Jordan in Chicago. All right. What gets people more excited about Chicago? Bubba Wallace or Michael Jordan? Bubba, obviously. I thought I saw the video. I thought it was a police chase. Did like the video of him driving <laughs> through the street? I was like, "What the? What's going on?" Oh, here? you gotta watch. Is somebody, somebody steal the twenty three? <laughs> here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X five more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With a speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. You got it. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot. Let's move on to what an idiot. Brett, who wins this week's what an idiot? My what an idiot, other than the guy who didn't take Michael Jordan to Chicago, is whoever invited Paul Tracy back to the SRX series. (laughs) This piece of (laughs) has no respect for people, for their equipment, for his competitors. I know Ryan McKinney friend of mine, son plays on our baseball team. They work their guts out to for, fix these cars. For like a month and, and a half. And on lap three of every race, this moron goes out there and destroys half the field. <laughs> Ryan Blaney flies over this racetrack to race against his dad. How awesome is this story going to be? CBS invested a lot of money into the PR angle of Ryan and Dave Blaney are going to race together tonight. Well, let me tell you who f***ed that up. Paul Tracy. So he wins my What an Idiot for the month of July. The whole month. Top that. DJ. I'll, uh, you know, I'll just throw Todd in there with that then. I would give him, you can put them right there together. <laughs> they, look, they look a little look bit alike. alike. Yeah. Yeah, wrecking balls, man. <laughs> like, what can I go out here and wrecking hit? Wrecking balls. This? What can I hit this time? <laughs> Freddie, who's your What an Idiot? I got a list again. <laughs> oh, always. Jesus. I got three. Well, I mean, they're they're quick ones. So uh, we see another idiot at Hickory wreck his race car. And oh, uh, yeah. Moonhead had the video of it. If you go back, find it's Moonhead on Twitter. Uh, there, a guy comes blowing out of the infield and T-bones a guy in turn one, destroys both their cars for God knows what reason. Yeah, Just idiot. Mm. Um, with the camper guy, the camper guy, <laughs> the camper guy is close to the top of the list for the year. Did y'all see uh, that? Did you see that the guy? was hilarious. The, he's leave. I don't know how drunk you have to be to leave <laughs> driving your camper with the awning still out and <laughs> blow it off the side of your camper <laughs> on another camper. on another camper. Never check up. Never even. And then and still like after he hit him, never checked never, up. Like never he's still up. going around no, the corner it, with well, the awning hanging up the, the brakes side. a little bit, but then he kept going. <laughs> I text that AJ Amadinger. He sent back not clear. <laughs> <laughs> my, but I think one of my my 
favorite what did he eat yesterday was, and I seen this. Was it Will? 12,000 times. <laughs> yeah, might have been Will. I seen, I don't know how many tweets I got tagged in about this. All these people, the conspiracy theories about Ty Gibbs McDonald's fire suit. I mean, did you see all this? Oh, how the hell did, how did they get him a suit so fast? This is, this must have been pre-planned because Ty already had a McDonald's fire. The guy's suit said Kurt Busch across the front of it on his, on his yeah, belt. And, I saw it. And they're like, well, it, it seems to fit awful good to be Kurt's. If you look, you can't even read the word McDonald's on the leg because it's so bunched up because Kurt's a foot taller than Ty. I I was like, I mean, how big of an idiot do you have to be to jump on this bandwagon when it clearly says Kurt Busch right on the front of the suit and it obviously doesn't fit him. Uh, But yeah, that was my favorite what did he the day yesterday. There's no, like this isn't, you don't plan this, (laughs) you know. And honestly, I think all the props go to Kurt for stepping up. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're... You're, I mean, you're and, an idiot if you think that was planned <laughs> like that. Uh, and like to Dale's point about where Ty going to drive next year, I think it's pretty clear. It's I'm the pretty sure series. Ty wouldn't have been like, man, I can't wait to run my first race at Pocono. That's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. You know, but it's funny how that stuff works out. But, I, you know, it's that. Do you, do you see Ty moving to Cup next year? If if they don't re-sign Kyle Busch, yes. You, well, you don't have another plan. Your plan is Kyle Busch re-signs and Martin Truex has already said he's coming back, and you put Ty Gibbs in Martin's car at the end of next year. You don't have any other plan if the 18 isn't filled? Damn, man. I don't. This It's July. What about, what about a driver with money? What about, what, about, <sighs> what about leasing your charter? You could lease your charter. You could lease your charter to Denny Hamlin and run three cars there and have three cars in the house. Um, and then you who drives a third car there? But again, there's charters for sale, so Denny may secure oh, his yeah. own charter. There's so many scenarios in what play. If, what about... Uh, if, if I'm Joe Gibbs, my A plan is Kyle Busch, and my B we, plan is my grandson. Do we know if Tyler's going to R- staying at RCR next year? What if he goes into the JGR, Toyota? That'd be the early. dumbest thing RCR could do right now, oh. So let that guy walk. He's the only RCR car and RCR-affiliated cars that runs well week in and week out. If you enjoyed What an Idiot, head over to CouchRacerShop.com to order Spotter Brett's signature What an Idiot t-shirt. Enter the code COUCHRACER to get a free premium sticker at checkout. Remember, that's CouchRacerShop.com. Let's make DBC picks. Jason, congratulations. Some Yeah, you won at Pocono with Bowman after oh, Freddie you ever been to Vegas? was DQ'd. Yeah. We, we, you make me gamble anything, so I don't really know how it works. Well, but. it... TJ and I are both sitting on two road course veterans. I know you're already going to take one for, for so. this week. Oh, don't you worry, Brett. Brett and Jason tied for the lead of the six wins. Freddie in second. I don't understand how Jason became commissioner five. of the league and he's playing in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just my game, my rules. What a coincidence that when I get disqualified, he wins. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, this is. I mean, I still think the driver who so next week in Dale's they, words took took my driver out. At least I don't DQ'd. want the driver that wrecked to be reinstated as like Ross had it in yeah, that's ridiculous. Bag. I think no one should win, and we just all burn our picks. How nope, about that? Does not. How, how about next week when they win the appeal? I get my win back. Yeah, if they win the appeal, you win okay. back. Do you think they'll appeal this? I don't think so. I wish they would. But, but how do you? What's your excuse? And it's pretty like. What's your excuse for what? I mean, what excuse you're going to give for having? Maybe you tape? got permission to do it. Like Brad said. We've seen it before. We've seen a driver get permission 
to go test a car. Yeah. And the guy had permission in, in writing and he went and tested the car and then they suspended him or whatever they did to find him or whatever. And then he won the appeal because he had proof that he was permitted to go do that. So anyway, the appeal, I wish, I hope they appeal. I love Chris Capehart. I obviously like Denny Hamlin. I wish they would appeal. I think it would be awesome. All right. Let's make picks for Indy Friday year at first. Freddie, why don't you get to pick first? I thought you won the race yesterday. I did, but I got... Uh, you can go last. Jason Jason decided he wanted to win. All right, you can go last. I'll go next. So Jason disqualified you Jason from your Jason disqualified win. me from I my know. Room. So that he could get it. Talk to your boy, Denny. <laughs> Denny's great. Denny didn't do anything. Oh, this would have been a great Monday to have Denny on. Yeah, we should have He would be him. fired up this morning. There's two guys I could pick from. I don't know which one I want. What are your two options? I'm going to take... Well, let me see something right here real quick. Pulling I am going to take, Sick, I'm gonna take Chris Buescher. Oh. That, that's a good pick. That's actually who that I was looking pick. at as a sleeper. I will take Cindric. Who goes third? To me? Yes. I'm going with last year's winner. I knew it. <laughs> the knew dinger. It. AJ Amendinger. The dinger. What was that? Let's what go dinger. What was that AJ thing we came up with that one time? That was still the funniest thing. Still, Y'all have to get bleeped out, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with uh, Tyler Every Reddick. Every time I see that brand. Tyler Reddick, he said. Dang. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Well, that's a great pick, Jason. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> have you ever you, seen him run a road course? Well, or some bus? It's a strategy You're game where I may have more better He's options to up. save for uh, later. If you're going to lay up, lay up. If you're going to lay <laughs> up, pick Timmy Hill. Yeah. Cody Ware. I want one that, you know. If Bo- you're going to lay up, you're like, you're Bowman was a layup last week, and then Eve won the Bowman race. Bowman is not very fast right now. How, how many weeks do we have left? Five. Five total. Going into this weekend, Indianapolis Road Course, Indy, we have five left. Michigan. We have Indy, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. I'm running wow. Low. I'm running low on picks. Three wild cards out yep. of five races. Oh. Three wild cards. <laughs> So we got five races left. I got both Bushes, Byron, Chase. You Real got, men like you Bush. You guys are in trouble. That means you backed into a lot Beer. of Nah. Yeah. Strategic, bud. All right. St. Elmo's, anybody this weekend? I'm sure. Down. Thursday night, you coming? Thursday. I got to go Thursday myself. Why? Truck Friday morning. Damn 7 o'clock Friday morning. It's the real like, track. Ooh, that's why I don't do trucks. I don't like. I, I love to watch truck race. I am, don't. I'm hoping that Derek Krause moves up to Xfinity so I can retire from truck racing at the end of the year. Yeah, people don't realize how much we don't get paid to do a truck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't realize it. I mean, look in Xfinity. Here's the bad thing: in Xfinity, there are spotters who make more money to spot than the drivers <laughs> make to drive. drive. That's. I bet you, I make more money spotting than half the field. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. That's not something yeah, that should. I I agree. It's bad for the driver, Casey. It ain't good for me because I promise you, I'm not getting rich on the Xfinity series. Yeah, podcast. yeah. It's not like we're making a lot. It's not like I'm up there making freaking bank. Okay, it's just telling you that there's drivers out there that the aren't truck, making bank. The truck series is the where I'm certain it's becoming so bad back there. It's almost like you can't even help making a you can't even help a driver because they just run over everybody. Let's let's do an over under game with Jason because I love Jason. All right, you got to travel to Indy on Thursday. You got to work all day Friday, right? You got to spot practice, spot the race. It might rain. You might have to end up spotting another day. What do you think a spotter should make on a weekend to spot a truck race? 
Uh, What's fair? A good spotter. 2500 Damn, I love Jason. You're f***ing hired as the new Spotter Stand Union president. Wow. Good we word. don't make 20% of that to I do make, a truck race. I think I, if we ran every week... I might make twenty five hundred a month. They say oh these God. cheap ass. <laughs> listen to me, these cheap ass truck owners, and I'm going to call them that. They save more money by having cup spotters spot a truck race than we make. If they had to hire somebody full time, if they had to travel them, which is airfare, hotel, rental car per diem, if they had to do all those things, they would spend at least fifty thousand dollars. They don't pay us anywhere near $50,000. So, just no. so you know, just laying that out there. All right, I'm not going to spot a truck then. You're We're out. clearing the air on how much money spotters make. So, to spot noted truck for my, in the truck de- series. my spotting debut not to start in trucks. Don't start in trucks. No. I would skip the truck series by racing. 2500 <laughs> in Xfinity. A weekend? Yeah. Gosh, no. Jason, we would love you right now. <laughs> Holy smokes, no, Nowhere near 2500 a weekend to spot Xfinity. There's probably a lot of guys that don't make that in cup. God bless oh. their hearts. I make I make that in cup, Jason. I will give okay. you that much. Good. But Jason's trucks gotta, and the, he's why do you think I don't spot a truck race? F- a truck. They don't pay any money. KBM's over there with three, four million dollars coming in per truck, and they're gonna throw a spot of five hundred bucks. I'm out. Do it yourself, Kyle Bush. Get up there and do it yourself. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to watch us on Mad TV this Thursday at seven PM Eastern. We've looked Tweet. really good on TV. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Your heads look smaller on TV yeah. than they are in person. I'm just going to wear black every week. <laughs> Me too. My, my, <laughs> Don't forget to share, my, like, comment, post. My green sunrise grill shirt doesn't really <laughs> slim me down much. You know what I mean? uh, Hey, thanks, Dale Jr. for calling in. Yes. Special guest. Special guest. Special guest. Uh, thank you, Dale Jr. and the fly that still keeps showing up on the NASCAR fly. We'll see you guys after Indy. Yes. Right. Go to Indy and then go to the BC 39 the next week. We out. Have a good week. Word. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.